welcome back to another edition of Backstop Answer, hosting as per usual, your boy Anthony. Michael, what's going on? And then, of course, we got Perry here too, Mr. CEO, founder. I'm going to have to be on my best behavior today so I don't get fired <laughs> mid-show. But, Michael, how are we doing? We are doing pretty good today. Had a long day at work. Uh, out here in Kentucky right now, we're facing a ice storm. Right now, we're not too bad off yet, so... At work, it's been propane like crazy for everyone. We're, we're ready for power outage and a whole nine yards. Hopefully, we don't have it here tonight because I think it's going to be a little more in the morning time now. So we're looking good here. How about you guys? I'm doing all right. It's been a long week, definitely one of the longer weeks, and I'm just happy to be here talking with you guys. Good vibes. I had a good show yesterday, keeping it blunt. If you haven't checked that out, me and Caleb have that show on Wednesdays, so you can check out our Twitter, keeping it underscore blunt. But I'm glad to be on here finally being able to make a backstop banter. So, Yes, sir. And, of course, before we get into the bantering, we got to pay the bills, baby. My favorite thing to do. So if you're into the betting world, like I know a lot of us are, your, your boy included. I know Perry is too, even though if you don't tell Perry it's a lock, he won't bet I it. Suck. I, I suck at betting. Don't take my bets. <laughs> well, listen, I told Perry something was easy money, and he didn't bet it because he said I didn't say the word lock. Uh, so I don't even – I don't like Perry uh, anyway. So, But if you're in the betting world, make sure you go over to my book. Yes, Michael is showing you right now. Sign no, up that's use- Perry. Oh, that's Perry? Perry's oh, on it. That's, that's- what a guy. What a guy. Look See? at all that. Look at all that. Exactly. You, See, you got NBA, You should have known it, Perry. College. He actually knows what he's doing right there. It's, you know what? You're right. Nat, look at that. I, I knew you could bet NASCAR, NHL, golf, tennis. You can bet anything you want. And you can double your first deposit with code USN100. So I don't know why you wouldn't go on over to mybookie.ag, use code USN100, double your first deposit up to $1,000. Now, with your winnings, of course, because you're going to be a professional better, as I always like to say. You then go over to Rx Hemp. Rx Hemp USN saves you 10% on your entire order. You know, got some premium CBD creams over there. So if you're a little sore from a long day at work, you know, maybe a long day sitting in the chair at school for, you know, a three hour class like I am. So make sure you go check them out. They got the hot and cold options. I know a lot of people over here at Unwrapped are big fans of the stuff. So make sure you go and check that out. You'll feel brand new when you wake up in the morning. I promise. That's the Connie promise right there. Then, of course, we have our wonderful store that, you know, I'll shout out Perry right here. Works very hard on the store. Okay, guys. So Perry works very hard. He's showing you designs right there. We got some we got some heat in the store. So make sure you go and check it out. It's Teespring slash stores slash unwrapped. Go check things out. We got we got merch for everybody, too. Look at that. Gen Z. Beautiful. Love that show. You know what, Connie? I really wish there's a way I could get like 10% off of my purchase. Is there any way I could do that right now? Well, you see, Michael, you could if you go on over to our Patreon. It's definitely possible. You can go over to our Patreon. One hey, dollar, that's right there. One dollar, you're supporting the squad, okay? You're showing us that you, that you love the people of Unwrap, which I don't blame you for doing. Mm-hmm. $5, you get 10% off that beautiful store that Perry just showed you. You also get entered into our Amazon gift card giveaway, and you get into our Discord chat where we're talking everything all the time, gaming, gambling, all sports available. So make sure you go check that out as well. And then as Perry Look showing Perry. you here. My goodness, Perry. I know. I have to have him run the show all the time. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm demoted. I'm out. Thank God. I've been waiting for this to happen for a long time. Um, but <laughs> $10, you get – 
20% off the Teespring shop. Of course, you got the Discord again. You got the Amazon gift card giveaway. But not only that. No, no, no. You get entered in to the Keenan Allen signed jersey, baby. I mean, yeah. let me tell you something. And see, yeah. I've been saying this all along. If I win the jersey, I would probably keep it. But if you're well, a businessman, <laughs> if you're a businessman and you're like, you know what? I just spent $10 to get a signed Keenan Allen jersey. Bro, just, you could always resell to make profit and then invest it right back in the Teespring store. So you hey, know what? There you go. Everything comes full circle here at Unwrapped. It's almost like a baseball. Now that right there was full circle. That I should be a professional salesman. Kudos to you there. But those are the bills, as I like to say. So now let's get into it. But Michael, we're not going to get into the baseball stuff right away. We're going to hold off just a tad. We're going to hold off a little bit because we got Perry here. I know we've been doing a lot of interviews recently. We had Yvonne DeJesus Jr. on last week. We have Dawn on. Shout shout out to Yvonne. Thank you for coming on and spending some time with us, man. Nah, for sure. For sure. Listen, I talked to everyone that I've seen, and it's like, listen, I'm talking to a guy. Not only is he living right now in the uh, Puerto Rico, like we were talking to each other that way, but he did play for my Reds. And I was just like stoked. Everyone's like, who's this guy? You know, these baseball non-fans and everything. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you know who he is or not. Just listen to me. Like, this guy actually came on my show and was talking with me. And they're like, oh, well, that's, great. that's a weird way to say my show, Michael. <laughs> well, I'm in Kentucky. You're in New York. They were never going to talk to you. So I can say it's mine. I always <laughs> say it's my show with a co-host. This 20-year-old yeah. from New York. Let me tell you, Uptown. Uptown. Yeah. Meanwhile, I got to deal with, you know. Country Mike over here. That's right. On his free time, <laughs> on his free time, shooting squirrels and that's right. You know, diving in the creek for catfish or something. I don't even know what you. I've guys never do done there. that. Never done that. We, we <laughs> go cow tipping. Cow tipping. Perry, yeah, that was your Perry, cow have tipping. You, have you ever heard of cow tipping? I've Perry heard of it never, for sure, hundred okay. percent. Yeah, yeah, I just obviously you. don't partake in Listen, California, Michael. But. I told you, I've heard of it too. I just this, Donnie. I bet you've never heard of snap hunting either. Have you? Squirrel and unless, dumplings. Bro, listen, there we go. Unless you got a sniper and you're hunting, then no, I have not heard of snipe hunting. Yeah. I can't tell you the story about how you snipe hunt, but if you ever come down to Kentucky, I'll take you hunting. It's just, well, it's very. Like I've, never I've never, I've never shot a gun, and I'm not opposed to it. I'm totally willing. Just never. I shot, see, I had a bad oh, experience. God. I went to my uncle's house. This, I mean, how, how do you have a bad experience with bro, a gun? Like listen. someone gets shot. No, no, shot no, himself no, no. in the foot. So no, 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 listen, it doesn't listen. walk right. I felt like Plaxico Burris. No, I'm just kidding. Um, listen, there I we went go. upstate with my uncle one time and he had, you know, just a little, he lives in the middle of the boondocks, literally nowhere. Uh-huh. So he had this little pistol. And I was like, Oh, cool. Let's, you know, he was like, you want to shoot? I was like, sure. Why not? Now see here I am thinking he's going to give me ear protection or something like that. No, I, he just hands it to me. I shoot it. I, my right ear literally rang the rest of the day, and I still get it occasionally. It still oh, happens. <laughs> like, what, I, what was I, it that you shot? What I, was it that you shot? Bro, I was Pistol. like, I was like eleven. <laughs> a BB gun, a four ten. Please tell me it wasn't a four ten. I literally don't even know what that is. I would about say it was probably a twelve gauge. It's probably a bigger gun. Was it like no? A it was shell? a pistol. Oh, it literally was a pistol. Yes, it was literally a, a pistol. Uh, okay. Bro, my ears out here <laughs> ringing and stuff. Like I thought, I went deaf uh, in my right ear, bro. I mean, listen, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Listen, I'm not built hick tough. 
Uh, it's okay. Perry, you ever come out to Kentucky? Come on down here. We'll take you in. I'll go with you. Why not? Oh, I'm shoot. always up for a new experience. Yeah. I'm up for it. Yeah. Listen, hey, I got enough, we'll take you up here I on the mountain. Here. Do some clay pitching. Sure. Yeah, as long as it's you and Andrew, we'll go together. There we go. See, there we, we go. did do that. We did. My my grandpa used to hunt and stuff. Uh, well, I was, do I mean, you know a what a clay before. pigeon is? Yes, Michael. Okay. okay. The little clay disc things that you yeah. launch the in the air. Things. Yes. Listen, we were so poor when I was a kid. We used to go up with my, one of my buddies. We used to find where a bunch of people would shoot and just pick up the ones that they missed and then them <laughs> and try to shoot them. That's, that's really fun because they're warped and chipped, so they kind of wobble the whole time. Listen, my my Good. gun shooting experience has come down to airsoft guns and soda cans. I was a big fan of that, bro. I like I, I, I shot some airsoft guns. I was I liked paintball a lot. I had a birthday party paintballing with like all my boys and family. See, that I've was never fun. done that, bro. Paintball was hurt. That was that was fun. Bro, yeah, absolutely hurt, hurts. Bro. Hurts like a bitch. I mean, you're gonna have welts in areas, but depending on how badass you are, some people wear padding. You can't do that. Yeah, you're gonna get grilled by all your Jesus boys. Everything. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. But some people go crazy, snow gear, stuff, padding, and stuff. You need a. I had a buddy show up in a t-shirt and shorts and said, "Oh wow, what's up? What's up?" So Let's he, go. he might have lost yeah. me a little bit there, but you know, shout out to him because uh, if he wants to get hit with paintballs, go ahead. But listen, let me tell you, airsoft and soda, fun time. You shake up the soda, then you run back to your shooting station. Pop it off a little bit, and then the sh- soda shoots everywhere. Oh, great times. And if you were feeling real, you know, cool back in the day, mm-hmm. you would stone cold it and, you know, just pop it open and try not to swallow the BB <laughs> that landed inside the soda. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I can't say I did anything like that. I mean, I actually shoot animals so I can eat them. I mean, that's not my only reason, but, I mean. Murder. I mean, you could say that if you want. I would take you out to my, my living room out here and let you see my deer I killed as a kid, but that's my – Lose some fans here. It's eight point buck. Let me tell you, quick it's story. It's like a six, six birthday. His dad takes him out to go yeah, kill him. Literally. Like it's crazy. The sounds is like, crazy. He's like four years Actually, old. He's like dad, I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. He's like, you know, we're Actually, going deer hunting. I killed this after my championship game in football in fifth and sixth grade. We lost, and then I took off to it. Had my finger broke, so I had these fingers tapped together, and I had to pull the trigger like this. I mean, it was a pretty cool event. Back in the wow. good old days. What a yeah, back in like nineteen forty five, right? Yes. I'm not that old man. Come on. <laughs> Barry, did yeah, you, you know, know that Connie was born in two thousand? I did know that. I did. He's my Gen Z. Him and Lucas, my Gen Z kids. Oh my goodness. Oh, and he and Ethan, Ethan and Ben too. You guys are just all old. Ethan, Ethan and Ben are younger than them. Ethan and Ben, I think, are turning eighteen you know, this year. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Listen, no, 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 I'm not going to – I'm not – like, the only time I feel old is when I start to realize that 2010 babies are, like, human beings now and not <laughs> – like, like, I, that, I can't even – I can't even comprehend it, 2010 like that, baby. Like, that freaks me out because I'm, like – I'm su- like, that's the thing. I'm super used to being the youngest one. Like, everywhere I've always worked or, like, been involved with, they're always like, oh, my God, you're born in 2000. And I started working at this grocery store, like, when the pandemic first started. Bro, I would walk in and I would, uh, like I said, I'm always expecting to be the youngest one. I'd walk in and I'd start talking to somebody. And I'd be like, yeah, how old are you? Because this girl said, yeah, I just graduated. And I was like, oh, college? College. And, she, and she's like, oh, no, I'm like 17. I was like, I was like, excuse me, what did you say? We'll leave it there, Connie. Just leave it Listen, there, man. No, 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 no. No cases it, here. It kills me because at my retail job, I am the second oldest person. And I'm just like. Am, am I at that stage of my life now? Like, do I need to go out and buy this fancy you're sports the, car? You're the elder yep. man. 
from the, the, mid-age, the middle midlife crisis. You got to go yeah, out and get yourself a Ferrari, pull or up to your job. Yeah. Or a, or a uh, side-by-side, something that I can mount some guns on, right, and go through the woods and jump off the big cliffs and land in ponds. Is that what you think, Connie? Connie yeah. thinks, like, I'm this big, like, hillbilly kind of – well, I guess I kind of am. But uh, you're just proving my point. I mean, it is true. Mr. Five-year-old deer hunting as a birthday present. But anyway, <laughs> it was, listen. It was listen. sixth grade. It was sixth grade. Oh, sixth grade? I Actually, I think I've only had, like, one birthday party anyway, but – you had one birthday party your whole life? Yeah. Is it a bar mitzvah? Do you have no. friends or like? I have. Is... Well, first of all, see, here's the thing, Perry. I have many <laughs> friends. Birthday Wait. parties are just never our thing, Wait. bro. Whoa, time out, time out. Do you have Facebook? No, because I'm you not no 65. Friends. You have no friends. Listen, I bet my I bet my Snapchat's popping off more than yours. N- no relationship is ever going to be official for you either. It's only official when you put it on Facebook. No, that's exactly. a well-known I'll tell you exactly. It'll never officially be out there for the no, public to see. That's not officially. true. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. My relationships will be official when I post a Snap story with whoever it is. That's when you know something's official. Or you know. Oh no, no, no. Actually, I lied. And hey, I. What are you going to put? You going to put a girl in your Twitter bio? Property no, of. Listen, I am not. No, no, no. Because, bro, that used to be the worst thing in like twelfth grade. We I think we do. Connie, a birthday party. Listen, you, don't got, you guys don't got to feel we bad. Do a, for we me. could do a virtual birthday party. Yeah. that'd be fun. I mean, when's I your, am, when's I your am, birthday, Connie? I am turning twenty-one this year. So, when's oh, your birthday? No. April twenty-eighth. Okay, <laughs> we're going hard. Let's go. Mine's May twenty-seventh, so we're around the same time. Mine's April eighth. My. That's my right. Wait, so your you, birthday's April eighth, Michael. That's mm-hmm. my sister's birthday. Listen, this nice, is this nice. is the fun oh. fact about me that amazes people. You say fun, but keep going. No, no, no. Me and my dad, same birthday. Oh, that's that's rad. That's cool. Nice. Bro, my, my, my whole family is like weird. So me and my dad are the 28th. My mom's the 30th. And then my brother's May 3rd. Okay. That's and, then my, and then my other brother's in like all the way in June. So he messed up everything else for us. But, you know, it's whatever. All right, let me pull up a picture and show you my story. If you don't care, it's no, not me, but it's but it's my family. Got to find a picture of all three. Yo, of my children. Me, yo, look at how cute I am, bro. Peep this. You see this? Look at me. Oh wow, <laughs> you're a cute kid. Okay, so talking and about birthdays, still, and I still am. What, what happened, bro? What I happened? was waiting for that one. <laughs> so my uh. Quick story, and I'll try to wrap this up because it can take at least an hour. I can tell this in, but I'll, I'll be fast. We uh, were pregnant. I say we, but we also had tr- troubles getting pregnant. So we went the adoption route, never got chosen for adoption. So we ended up actually being pregnant. My wife, not me, obviously. And uh, then we got chosen to adopt like four months later <laughs> and went to Louisville, Kentucky to pick up our daughter when she was going to be born because they, uh, she was a week late. So they induced her labor on a certain day. So my son was going to be born five weeks later from that day. So my wife goes into labor while we're waiting for my daughter to be born and gives birth. So I kind of have twins, but different mothers and fathers because they're born on the same day, same year. But they're also born on my wife's birthday. Uh, I knew this story because I read that article and I hit you up about oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the yeah. coolest thing ever. And they had a whole story written about them. I, I read the whole article. It was awesome. Um, and it even gets deeper more. Uh, my youngest daughter, she was born 12 weeks early. And we was out at uh, NICU because she was so early. Like, I mean, she was on all kinds of different things going on with her. But my son, and I'll be quick on this. 
uh, my son was having a lot of breathing problems. It was like pneumonia when we kept being here or heard here. And then we actually went to Johnson City, Tennessee, to the hospital. And she spent 87 days in NICU. But uh, she actually saved my son's life because he had a rare, let me see here, it's congenital lobar emphysema. And they actually told us, he was 11 months old, and they told him if we didn't catch it then, he was actually just going to smother and die. So at 11 months old, he had a third of his lung removed. And we never would have found it if my daughter wouldn't been born early. So it's it's been a crazy life. Like we want to be on a Hallmark movie that I don't. That is a movie. Yo, listen, listen, that's an absolute All I'm script. saying is, Michael, I am a film major, basically. Oh, that's hey, that's a beautiful, just, that's seriously a beautiful story. Yeah, so beautiful. So, you know what else is a beautiful story that I how really want to get into? Sports yes, how unwrapped sports came about? Because listen, I have known Perry. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't heard the story and all the behind-the-scenes stuff of of, of unwrapped. So. I haven't really either. Other than I, I, I kind of came in probably 2019 December around that time, and I've been with them ever since. <laughs> Hence, the, so, I don't even know when I came in. What 2020? I know that obviously, but I don't you're know. Probably, you're, you're probably creeping on eight I think, months. Or something I think I was like in that. like June. Maybe. Yeah, you're probably creeping on eight months, something like that. Eight months, you know. I'm doing my thing. Just saying, they're not trying to bag, brag or anything, but you know, they trust. They trust the kids. Anyway, so Perry, <laughs> can we hear the past, present, and future of Unwrapped Sports Network? Sure. Uh, I always love talking about it. I have brought it up on an interview or two before. I love when people want to dive into it. Unwrapped Sports, which is now unwrapped, it's much further than just sports and heading in that direction, which is a prelude. But to go backwards, I mean, it's not the, the craziest Inception story of all time, but it is a fun one to tell. I was doing podcasting with Christian, as you guys know, and Corbin, who was another buddy of ours that was an original co-founder, no longer part of it with us, but one of my best friends, one of my brothers. Uh, so it was us doing, me and Corbin, actually, we started NBA Unwrapped. We were at different colleges at the time. So I was finishing up at Arizona State. He was finishing up at USC, um, being in those areas. So it was a good way for us to originally just connect together, talk about something that we love, like a lot of people do on the podcast route where it's, let me just start talking shit with my boy or someone else that wants to come on that we've always had this good banter and let's start a show. So we did that and it was really with no goal in mind or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So we were just having a good time. I realized I had a really good knack for it. I've always been great with public speaking. I know Corbin brought a much different feel than I did, very analytical and mm -hmm. knew the contracts in through and through and, and bird rights and all this stuff. So we, we had a really fun show. And then eventually we wanted to do more. We did NFL and brought Christian on and he was, you know, uh, always there in the beginning supporting. And then we decided let's bring him on as a third founder, you know, uh, eventually became a third founder. At this point, it was just a third podcast buddy. So we had NBA Unwrapped, NFL Unwrapped, I eventually even took it a step further and on an NFL unwrapped episode, we had someone that we no longer work with, but it was, his name was Adam and uh, it was a really good episode. So me and him actually started fantasy football unwrapped. So mm -hmm. that became a third show that we had. And then at that point it was January of 2019. Uh, we've been doing at least NBA unwrapped has been, had been around for a couple years at that point, maybe a year and a half of treading water as well because we didn't have a goal in mind or a vision and it was early a stream yard wasn't a thing and it was different it was just traditional podcasting right. I, I even I even went like a whole year without a mic it was just amateur hour at first just trying to again not have a goal in mind just having fun and 
Uh, we worried about, I always worry about the product that I put out and how I'm presenting myself and how we yeah, do things. Yeah, you gave so we, us this show. That's crazy. Right. We never want to put out crap, you know, so we, we cared about it, but uh, you couldn't even tell that we didn't have a mic and stuff. It was actually really good quality. And I spent hours and hours and hours on editing more than you should. And I really worked hard. But with that being said, I lost my job January 2019. The company I was working for went down. So it was overnight. Company's pretty, it's a crazy story. The CFO funneled $3 million, you know, to offshore accounts and pretty much bankrupted these guys overnight. So it was like a fucking movie, you know, a crazy movie. And, and it was, I was doing inventory on a Sunday night and I'm getting an email. Hey, there's, there's no work tomorrow. You know, there wasn't even any time. Like, yeah, like it was, it was nighttime. Like you can tell your staff, like, this is it you know, we got to pull the plug. So I was like, what the fuck? Right? Like what's going on? And you always think of the worst, you know, you're losing your job and all these things. And uh, for <laughs> at least they were a decent company that was able to put everybody on unemployment, pay myself as a manager, get paid out mm -hmm. with your vacation time and sick pay, everything that you would need to at least carry on over and find something else, which eventually led me to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. But at that time, there was about a month and a half of that transition period. And the second it went down, I already was kind of having a feeling that we've worked with so many good people. So many people gravitate towards myself and especially Corbin too, but I was putting myself out there a lot more uh, and a lot bigger on, on Twitter and really trying to make those connections. So I just realized we had a really good feel and I felt not boxed in, but that maybe I wasn't doing enough. I felt that I had a bigger need and I don't know if someone else can pull some sports business or any of these things or pull people together from around the, the world and connect them. If someone else can do it, why can't I? Right. So I, I know I have a, a lot of talent and I know that I'm a good person, but I thought that how far can you go on your own? If you really want to do anything, <clears throat> it's a lonely journey. And I think the journey is just as beautiful as the, the destination. That's why uh, I'm always enjoying it as we go. Cause when you get to that next destination, there's another destination afterwards. So uh, if you do ever truly hit that end destination, is it, or is it just one big journey? I think it's introspective, but I really think it's like that. And that's why I'm so blessed. But I think at that point, January, 2019, that's where the, the 19 comes from would have been 18, you know, if uh, they caught it a little bit early, but it was literally the beginning of the year. So we had the full year of 2019 and I said, we're changing this to Unwrap Sports Network. I'm going to connect with people out there. I had a web team that we already were using, got the website up, got it looking really good. And at that point, connected with writers and decided, hey, who wants to come? Who wants to do this together? Um, we didn't. That was it. It was us with our podcasts and then writers. And then I said, why, why is it just our podcast? I don't know like how that's helping us. Why not have other people doing them? And I didn't, I wanted ours to be the network podcasts, mm -hmm. you know, the ones that were NBA and wrapped NFL and wrapped the official flagship shows, but why not bring on other people that already have a show? Why not list them as a partner podcast? Why not give them that extra exposure? Why not collab and do all these things? So that's when the partner podcast kind of part of it grew and then 2020 going into it or uh, sorry 2019 um that was when uh sportscaster was already doing some work that i saw and that was from afar as we progressed into 2019 further we built a good connection they reached out to us and that's what started us on the live streaming stuff and it was before anybody else because it was back in 2019 
2020 is when everybody jumped on to live streaming and doing all this stuff because they had to with the pandemic. I viewed it right there. Why just podcast? Why just leave yourself with those views? Why not bring people into the experience? We've had Josh commenting in here and, you know, good vibes, things along those lines. We were able to do a lot more things with live streaming. And I think that it adds that extra level. So from that point on, we never looked back. And I think unwrapped sports at that point, I didn't know it would become what it would become. I didn't know we'd hit the size that we would hit. And I can't wait to see where else we go with it. But I think the whole goal was how do I not just help myself by surrounding myself with other great people and great ideas? How do I help them in return? How do I just connect these people into this pool? How do I make sure everyone is grabbed from different lights of this world and, and the right type of person, my type of person, you know, and, and we're, we're all so different. But if you have the right values, you have the right morals and you have the right vision in mind and you just have that feel that you're a good person, you want to work with other good people. I think the there's limitless opportunities. So that was my main goal. How do I connect people? How do I connect as many people as possible? And I think at first that was maybe compromising on the people we wanted to bring in, you know, and, and bringing in maybe a little bit of everybody at some point just to get a feel for what we needed, who we needed, what worked, what dynamic we were going to be. Because it to create a culture is very tough and uh, to sustain a culture is even harder. To solidify a culture is the hardest. So I think in the beginning, it was how, how, where, what do we do? Where do we make money? Where do we do this? And Sportscaster helped a lot throughout that. And I, I credit a lot to everybody else at the network, not just me, you know, because I, I was doing a lot on my own. But if if it wasn't for the people that are here, this wouldn't be possible. We wouldn't still be here. And for the future, we plan on expanding even more unwrapped sports network turned to more of just unwrapped sports and shortened to unwrapped to where now it's pop culture, music, sports, sports is the heartbeat of our network. Absolutely. As you can tell, but if you tuned into my show yesterday, we're breaking things down from trending news to everything, sports, movies, music, whatever it is that there is to be talked about, we're talking about it. And that's where I want unwrapped to continue to be a, a household name. I have a large promotions background. When the world opens up again, I would like to continue to take Unwrapped in person. I want to have ticketing sponsorships. I want to be able to be that one-stop shop if you want to go to a, a game or if you want to go to an event and want to go to a party. We have a sector for all of it. We are Unwrapped that's in your household name and we're able to really make a lot of things happen for you and, and bring a lot together. And conventions will be something that we do a lot and and things that we're bringing more people together and and one thing that i mean i'll share with you i, I we want to have broadcast camps we're going to be mm -hmm. training we're going to be training kids around the country and setting up and having big sponsors we want to continue taking this in person while thriving online because this is a technologically advanced world and we're going to use every bit of it so i i just am really excited at the idea of continuing to blow the top off trying different things be, we are a media company at all means, but I, I want to be media promotions, everything along those lines that, again, we're a one-stop shop, but we're never going away from our values. Good people, person first, content second. We're always making sure that the people that are here are gaining from us. We're gaining from them. We're putting out good work because you could tell that we enjoy being together and, and we're striving for the stars together. So again, you're only as good as your team. And that's why I feel like I'm good. It's because I have a great team, not because I've put the work in. It's because you're that's only as good same. as your team. That's pretty much it, man. I mean, that's, that's the past. That's, 
the present, as you guys know, you're here with me. And then the future is really just continuing to diversify, take things not just online, but in person and continue to connect. I think connecting is the biggest part of this all for me. So how do we teach the younger audiences? How do we pass on lessons like that? How do we reach for the older audiences and connect in that way as well and find a way to really wrap it all together? So Unwrapped it is an absolute blessing. I love talking about it too. It's not a crazy inception story, more of me losing my job and having more time and <laughs> pulling, pulling, pulling the trigger on something I've wanted to do uh, for a bit. And it's just ran like crazy fuel to the but, fire every single year. And it just goes. But how many times do you hear that actually, you know, when, when everything you, all the content that you could have is going smooth and all of a sudden your backs up against the wall. That's usually when something great does happen. A lot of that, times it's, it's interesting. My, my dad literally today, he kept saying when there's bad comes good. And he says that over and over again, when there's bad, it comes, it comes good. And I think that it's, it's always going to be one of those things where when you're in a bad situation, how do you make the most of it? How do you right. use that time to pursue something else that is productive? It makes you happy hits a goal that you're going for again, what are you going to do? Sit at home and sulk that your, your job went under and that you're sad. You're going to hit the job market. You're going to throw in applications and and while you're sitting there on your ass, you're going to think, all right, well, what have I not been able to do? You know, and now let's, let's do it. Let's attack it. That's when you see people on shark tank right now. If you're looking at the new season, half the people are like, to be honest, Thank God for the pandemic, because if it wasn't, I wouldn't have ever quit my day job and dived fully into this. And that's why I'm standing here in front of you. I took a chance on myself. And some people can't just take a chance on themselves because you're scared of not having stability and all these things. You sometimes are forced into a situation where you have to act. And in the end, it's sometimes for the best. Like my father said, when there's bad, it comes good. So. I truly think that you got to make the best of every opportunity and see where it can take you. And I think Unwrap Sports Network was an opportunity and and well used, uh, you know, very good strategically used time. And we're still here. You know, we've continued to to keep it going, and it's it's a blessing. And again, it's not because of me; it's because of the people here. So, right. well, thank you for that. And you know, as myself, I've even said in our chat that we had so much how thankful I am to be a part of it. Now, I mean, as you said, yes, we don't make a lot of money at this. Half the time, we don't make any money out of it. But thankfully, Unwrapped market trying to help us uh, throughout different uh, avenues where we can add a little extra money. And that's why it is important for you guys to do the uh, Patreon and go to the uh, Teesprings as well to order those shirts right. and really sponsor us because that does give us a little kickback. And I'll be honest with you, I'm married. My wife is wishing I'd probably be out there with her watching Grey's Anatomy right now. But she knows I love sports. She knows I love to do this in any way that I can do something that I love. And I'm so thankful that I have a supporting cast like that. But any way that I can show a little monetary benefit from it, she's more willing to let me do it. So <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's that that's the end goal too. And this market's tough because yeah. how do you how do you make money in this market? And again, if you try to figure that out on your own, it's going to be mm-hmm. a lot of small opportunities that you take on that not a lot of them work. And and you got to be able and, to think bigger. And the only way to think bigger is if you have the team and resources to think bigger. You and know? I'll be honest with you, the little old town that I live in, Harlan County, Kentucky, if you ever Google it on anything it is amazing that my little voice through the company is getting spread out through through the nation and we even have someone in australia uh, we've got a couple people in canada so you know mm-hmm. we are a close knit and everyone's sharing everything we Absolutely. can on it so i mean it, it's great that we are a, a brotherhood a familyhood whatever you want to say on that that we all really support each other it's, it's a great organization to be a part of and i'm thankful to be a part of it now connie you Absolutely. Can just tell 
Now, what, what, what was that, Michael? I said, now, now, now you can kiss tail. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Listen, I don't really like anybody. I just wanted to talk about sports. So I figured <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know what? I'll join this network so I can finally, you know, <laughs> talk to other people about it. But, you know, no, of course, it's it's always a good thing. You know, that, like, you know, kind of I'll kind of make it a question as well, because it's something different that I look at it. Because like you said, Perry, we're all, you know, different people. Nobody's going to think of the same on everything. I remember like the thing that like definitely took me more. I went, I don't know if surprise shock, whatever that type of thing is the correct word. Cause I don't think it is, but I just can't think of one at the moment. Um, you know, even like the interviews we do before, you know, we let somebody new into the network. You're always talking about like the person over the content. And, you know, I remember hearing that in the back of my head. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, if the person's cool, but their content sucks. I mean, why would you let them in? And, you know, as I've, come you know around more and you know been around people more i i understand it more um like i said we're we're different people we think about things differently and that's how you run it why did you like why did you decide to you know run it with the person first and and, and then the content second because like i said a lot of people out there especially today it's listen if you can't you know make good content then we don't watch you i don't give a, you know i don't care if you're sure. you know mother Teresa. sure I think it's the same thing everywhere. Uh, even <clears throat> applying for a job, sometimes you don't, <clears throat> excuse me, fully assess the person. You just look at a piece of paper and try to make a decision based off the places that they've been before and maybe some track record. And it just sometimes doesn't always fit. I know Connie is a big guy that hates statistics and likes watching games and making decisions there. Statistics, you call you can call a resume statistics. Yeah, I think statistics are a track record of your production. That's what I always say. And that's what a resume is. It's a track record of your production, your past production. And that will only tell so much of a story because if you have maybe hit the marks that you've needed to hit, been the places you need to be, and you're a shit person, why would I want you in any job, especially at a place where this is more of a passion instead of you having to be here? That means that to keep you guys engaged, to keep us wanting to work harder and strive for more, you have to enjoy the people you work with. And I think that's with, again, any job, but especially one that's more passion-based instead of you clocking in, clocking out for a paycheck. Although the goal is to monetize, like Michael mentioned, and, and try and make some money off of this, it isn't a job. You're having fun. You're, you're able to do something that you love. And I think doing something that you love with people that you love is the best thing in the world. And, and for me, I've always been raised to value family morals, do these things. And I never, I, I don't, I think the way I do business more came from myself, maybe my father as well, because he's definitely similar. But for me, I've always looked at it that if you don't do a business, especially again, that's passion-based, if you don't run it like a family, I just don't see it worth running at all because you spend so much time on that and put so much effort that if you don't enjoy the people you're doing it with, it's only going to be for a shorter period of time. Mm -hmm. So you want to have people that buy into the brand, buy into you, buy into each other. And if you're able to do that, you're going to create good content. You're going to want to work together. You're going to want to help each other. You're going to want to take that person that maybe isn't the best streamer and get on a stream with him and teach him how to do certain things. And, yeah, I really and had help. to do that with Michael. You know, it was exactly. a struggle. But, you know. I mean, you, you can see it. Michael will even admit it took me a long time to even convince him to get on live streaming. When I did the switch to Sportscaster, a lot of the people here didn't want to take that leap or and not just with that, other people not wanting to challenge themselves with other things. And it's it, that's the thing. You can't just bring in someone, oh, are you a streamer or are you not? Because I think that you can 
help someone become whatever they want to become and wherever they feel is the best route for them, whatever's most successful for them. And you have to help them get there. And unlocking someone's confidence is the number one thing. And, and putting somebody in an environment as loving and supportive as ours, I think the quest towards unlocking someone's confidence is 10 times easier and more organic. And I think the content comes quicker that way, because if I brought a bunch of people in here that I look just at their content, send me a sample work. That's it. Send me a sample article. How do I know who you are, how, what you believe in? If you're going to buy into me, buy into the things that we do here, buy into Christian, buy into Alex, you know, all of the things that we do, I need to make sure that you're a kind of person that we want to spend the time on and we hope will give us the time back, but not everybody's worth spending time on. That's the blunt reality that people don't realize. Some of you are pieces of shit. So if, <laughs> if, if, if you are, you'll be sought out by other pieces of shit. And if you're a good person, other good people will gravitate towards you. Other good people will want to not just work with you temporarily, but for the long run. So, be a good person, strive to make your content as good as you can, but also put yourself with other people that make you want to be better. And I think that's the whole point of Unwrapped, the whole point of how I run it. Like you said, Connie, it's because I want a group that's pushing each other to be better every day. Because if not, I think we're just treading water and maybe too content. And I think once people have that confidence that they're not judging my streaming, they're not doing this, they're here for me. Like they, they want to help me. It's not like someone's coming at you. They're coming to you to try and help you or be there for you or work with you, whatever right. it may be. I think it's very organic and I think it's the only way to do this business and, and content's very important. I say content first person, second, it doesn't mean content doesn't matter, but the person matters more plain and simple. Well, that's one thing I was told, uh, you know, having a business degree, trying to get into retail world and all that stuff, uh, going back to talking about resumes and everything. One of the managers higher up actually said to me to the, something to the phrase, I'm going to kind of paraphrase it. Um, I don't want people that are already certified to do things. I want people who are willing to do things and I can train them to do what I need them to do. And I thought that kind of spoke highly of, of that situation, what you're kind of saying there. Cause you know, sure. I said, I was thinking, Oh, I'm, I'm just a college graduate. I've got a degree. I can do this. But you know, if I didn't have the right attitude going into the workforce, then I'm no good. So, you know, Absolutely. the person comes first. If they're gotta, willing gotta, to give I them, mean, even with sports, you gotta be coachable. You gotta right. be, got to be a person that comes in, buys into the culture, wants to provide to the culture and wants to be molded and, and learn and, and contribute. And that's the same thing with any job. And if you bring in just a bunch of resumes and a bunch of people and a bunch of sample articles or a bunch of whatever, it's going to be a very shallow, short lived existence. You know, you're going to leave that job in six months, like, yeah. or you're going to want to fire them in six months or whatever. And you want to make sure that when you're wasting the time, with someone that you know it was worth wasting on, you know, plain and simple. Not that they're sitting there and not valuing the fact that you're giving them time. Well, Connie, I say we kind of start transitioning into the reason, not only to talk about Unwrapped Sports Network, but uh, the main reason that we brought Perry out here was to talk about, I think he's trying to say the Dodgers. Uh, on what we put out here already, we're going to try to talk about the Dodgers and the Padres with something else mixed in here too. So, Perry, if you want to go ahead and talk a little bit, you know, take your two seconds of fame here, just two seconds of just kind of marinating, marinating, marin there we go, the 2020 season for the Dodgers as a fan. Of course, guys that are watching this, he is from LA, living in LA now. Bandwagon. So he, he was bandwagon, right? Straight right. right there and enjoying not only the Lakers, but now the Dodgers as well. So go ahead. Sure. 
tell the world what you really feel. LA is blessed. We are absolutely blessed. Good weather, good women, good uh, recreational products. I won't say it. It's a family racing show. And <laughs> Thank you. Champions. Thank you. And then championships. So in reality, <laughs> we are a city of champions, and we're going to continue to live up to that. The Dodgers have been quite a while since they won something. The Lakers, obviously a historic franchise known for their championships, but to see the Dodgers coming back into that circle, even on a shortened season, I think it's amazing. And I love when people discount the rings of shortened seasons, like every single team wasn't dealt the exact same cards in the exact same circumstances and played the exact same games. So I think it's fabulous when people do that, but it looks the same in the mantle. It's just as shiny. And I think going into the next year, you have so much momentum if you're the Dodgers here. And you're adding, again, the rich get richer. When the Lakers won the championship last year, they said, you know what? We might run it back and win, but we can definitely get better and make this a joke for the rest of the league. So what did they do? They went and got Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, both of the six man of the year, first and second mm-hmm. place winners, and made this team even better. Wes Matthews, Marcus All. You see how the rich get richer, even if they didn't need it. And the Dodgers adding Trevor Bauer, who I know Michael loves. Thank, from thank you for Cincinnati. that pause that you put in there. I think it was yes, a river. Sure. It is a beautiful thing having Mr. Bauer here in Los Angeles, former Cy Young winner. And you're coming to a squad of other Cy Young winners, MVPs, MVPs with Mookie. You got Cody Bellinger. And with now David Price coming back, people forgot David Price sat out last season. He got traded with Mookie and he sat out last season. So that's another guy, imagine, who was injured for the year, but opted out. So you're adding two fresh arms, both with Cy Youngs to the rotation. David Price, obviously not at Cy Young level anymore. He's going. And the thing is, on most teams, where would David Price be in the rotation? Two, maybe on a bad team, probably uh, he is a number three pitcher in this league. I think right now, do you guys agree? I think so. And not having last year, we don't know what to expect. I think so. But but out of a five man rotation to say he's your third pitcher is not a bad thing to say he's your second. I would start to say, eh, you know, you probably don't have the deepest starting five. He is the fourth pitcher in this rotation and potentially fifth. Again, like you mentioned, Michael, we'll see how he comes back, but the pressure is not on him. You have Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, and now the reigning Cy Young winner. So that three is by far the best three in the entire league. And when you get to playoff time, you're not pitching with a five-man rotation. You're pitching with a three, four-man rotation and sometimes going with bullpen days. So I think right now this is a move, a playoff move, a championship move. And it's not because right now we'll talk about the Padres, of course. They're looking good. But the rest of the division, it's almost a guarantee that you're going to see it between the Dodgers and the Padres this year, duking that out. And a big chance that one of those teams makes the wild card as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Dodgers and the Padres both in the playoffs this year. No matter what order they get in, it doesn't really matter. It only matters when you get to the playoffs. And I have a question for you guys. Are they keeping the extended playoff? That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. I really like that. And the D. I, that's unfortunate because I really liked that setup. I really liked well, Steve, Perry, more, Perry, have an opportunity. You sound Perry, you sound dumb right now. Why? Wow. Why? 
No, no, no. I'll tell you why. Because it's the MLB, and you liked it. Of course, oh. they took it away. <laughs> Are you kidding? I, like, the only thing on. I see them heading in the right direction with is miking up players. That's one thing that we've been asking for, and it seems like that's yes. becoming more of a thing. But Speaking how do you how do you not bring the DH point. back too? Like, what the hell, man? We loved that. Like, how do you? The, the only thing they're bringing back from last year is the seven inning double headers. Mm-hmm. And they're starting with the runner on second base, yeah. I believe. Which I, which I didn't, I didn't mind, but I also it wasn't revolutionary I, for me. I think, I think I grew on the runner in a slight it, way. It, it, it sped up, game, it sped up games. I wouldn't even say it sped up games. It, it was almost like a, you know, it, 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 it intensified. It kept my viewership though, because like if I'm the home team, you know, the away team scores uh, scores that run in the top of the inning. I'm not like, well, I mean, then again, I'm kind of a pessimist. So maybe this is just me. But, you know, I go into the bottom of the inning like, oh, well, now the game's over. And now you go into the bottom of the inning and it's like, oh, wait, we have a runner on second base. It doesn't really matter. So, you know, it kind of kept my interest. I think that grew on me. The seven inning double headers is kind of still weird to me uh, just because it makes me just, you know, think of travel baseball and high school baseball type of things. Like that's what, that's what it just reminds me of. But you know, right. to them, it's not as weird. Cause I'm pretty sure they do that in the minors as well. I think their double headers right. have always, I'm, I'm going to assume that they're going to keep the, the season similar to what they did where they're extending series a little bit longer at times and, and restricting travel as much as they can by um, adjusting the schedule to where it's kind of like inching your way back home. I can see that instead of longer flights. I, of course, this is all, We'll see the direction that this all goes, but with a longer season, it's gonna bring obviously more challenges. So, I mean, yeah, because you like you even said they just put out the the schedule today for opening day. You know, I was looking at because you know Yankee Stadium finally said that that ten percent capacity ban. Um, so I was thinking about going, but yeah, Yankees open the season April first against the, actually Michael against That's the Blue cool. Jays. <laughs> that I think would be a very good matchup. Uh, actually, yeah, let me do. let me pull up let me pull up the full schedule right now because I know the team that we're speaking about right now is on. I know that I, th- I believe I believe the Dodgers play the Rockies. If I'm not it mistaken. is one hundred and five Yankees at home versus the Blue Jays. Then the Dodgers visit Colorado, uh-huh. and then we get to see this. See, this game is underrated fun for me. The Reds. Met, no, 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 nobody cares about them. The uh, Mets and Nationals. We get to see Francisco Lindor yeah. on his new team against Juan uh-huh. Soto, who I think. Is a MVP. top top superstar. He's a superstar, but I think he's the top three most entertaining player. Like even if you don't want to say he's great, because I mean I think he is. If you don't, if you're denying it at this point, you're. But MVP. he's 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 very listen, Michael. I I wouldn't hate it. And then we finished the night off with the greatest player in MLB right now, Mike Trout, and against a team that a lot of people think are upcoming are, are the uh, White Sox. So you know, I'm a, I'll give MLB credit here. That opening day lineup, and I know that you can obviously control it and everything like that. They did a good job, like, except they, for the Rockies. Like I don't think Dodgers and Rockies is the matchup. I, I agree mean, with you. It, listen, it had to be, it had to be Dodgers you, Padres. Yeah, I don't you know why put, it wasn't Dodgers. If you could have put Dodgers Padres on first day, obviously they should right. have. But I mean, I'm sure that there was something to do with scheduling. I don't know. It's probably one of those situations. But I mean, Yankees, Blue Jays. We think the Yankees are going to be the powerhouse. But everybody's in love with the with the Blue Jays right now because they went out and did a lot of things. Uh, obviously, the Dodgers are going to be. It's kind of weird to me though because the Dodgers are the away team in this game. I thought that they would start the season at home, especially after winning the ring. They, yep. they usually they actually usually start away, and then second series is usually at home. But. 
Here's my other thing, though. Here's my only beef with the MLB, and I live in New York, so I can say this, and Michael, you can too, because you get bad weather. I still have no idea why the MLB doesn't have, like, literally the first half of the season, all the AL East teams just play the the AL West. Like, I literally don't understand. It's freezing in, like, in, in April. It's still cold right. in April, bro. That like, that would make that would make a lot of sense. Make a lot of the East Coast games and and more Southern yeah, games Midwest like have, a little bit more in the beginning have of the year. Those interleague the middle West of the trips like late mm-hmm. or early in the year, and then fine, you can have the the West come East later in the year. Because guess what, it gets yeah. warm here too in the summer. It's not like I mean with with three or four game series, it really wouldn't take too much either. Just playing right. your own and playing your own division, it's like a couple weeks, you know. Yeah, but it's so. like where does the Yankees go for spring training? Cincinnati, yeah. we go to Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I, I think everybody go to goes to Arizona. No, the okay, go to it's Arizona, Arizona, yeah. Florida, and then was there one more as well? I think there was another. Uh, league I thought that no, I think it's only the cactus and like the. The Atlantic. I used to live in Arizona for five years. My one of my buddies out there, his mom worked for the Kansas City Royals spring training facility out there. So we used to get to go to that all the time and see the different teams uh-huh. playing and stuff. So that was fun. Yeah, that's when they sucked, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I was waiting until the like <laughs> they would be playing the Dodgers or something. You oh, know, yeah, like yeah, this man. Yeah. Of course, you missed the you know the World Series run Royals. The, the Royals were great. I mean, yeah. at some World point, Series runs. We're very entertaining. I'll yeah, say we're, yeah. for sure. The Royals used to be the laughing stock of the league. It's like the Jaguars of football, and now, oh, yeah. at least you put a little bit of respect on their name. Now the Pirates are, but yeah. I will say this: Thank you, Pirates, for Garrett Cole. I appreciate you for uh, you know drafting him, getting the my fact boy. that they, the fact that they you let know? Cole and Snell go, both of them. Snow, oh, I said Snow. Holy, um, Snow. Snell. He's him, back now. Glass but. now was also a Pirate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh really? I didn't yeah. realize that. Oh yeah, and then that pit and that other pitcher that the Yankees traded for this offseason. I don't know how to say his last name, or I would. I don't want to butcher it. Uh, it starts with like it starts with the T. Uh, right. but he was obviously acquired from the Pirates this offseason yeah. as well. So they just love shipping people away. I don't get it. <laughs> me, hey, listen, welcome to the NL Central. We you draft them good, and then we can't afford them. Which I, I still don't understand because of revenue sharing, but I'm not going to get into that. Let's get back to the Dodgers real quick because, listen, I know everybody loves Trevor Bauer. I get it. I understand. And I'm going to rain on everybody's fabulous. parade here. I'm going to rain on the parade. You Listen, I know you said the rich get richer, this, that, blah, blah, blah. All good and dandy. You cannot tell me that you're going to be happy if Trevor Bauer is making $42 million a year like he is this year and goes out there with a 3-5 ERA. You're not. I am a production-driven man. So wherever the money went, as long as we are tooled to make the playoffs, make a championship run, that's all that matters. And Kershaw's obviously on the down a little bit. You saw him have quite the postseason and really pitched well. But you can tell that he's getting older. Obviously, so happy for and that man, though. Walker Bueller is the number one pitcher on the staff. And so Bueller the, just signed for two more years, right? Uh, to, to, so. to avoid arbitration or whatever it's called. So arbitration, uh, arbitration. Um, I, to be honest, it's crazy to say, even though Bauer won the Cy Young last year, it's I can't tell you confidently he's our number one between Walker Bueller and him. So that's where that's even more interesting. That's even more interesting. I was exactly going to say the same thing. Bueller is magnificent, magnificent. One of the best pitchers that I've actually gotten to watch in person. And I think I, Bauer, no. his signing is more to help 
Bueller did anything. I think I agree. Just that's, the one hell, that's a forty million dollar tutor you're but talking it, it's, about. It, I mean, I reg- regardless, if you got the money, you got the money. Yeah, and, I mean, the strikeouts he had, his record he had, he won the Cy Young, but yet he made yeah, our pitchers see, better. Okay, so, I mean, that, are we forgetting? Are we forgetting that he won the Cy Young too? I know. Yeah, even I mean, if, even yeah, if it's a three point five right. ERA, like this guy is. Not well, coming listen, here to, that's to, to go, gonna, to go that's nine and ten, on the parade. Know? That's where I'm going to rain on the parade. You know who we won the Cy Young against, though? The who went against NL the staff? AL and NL Central. Who they he also he often. also didn't have anywhere close to the amount of bats that he has in this offense. No. So the amount of support, the fact that he's going to be able to go out there sometimes at the bottom of the listen. first and already already have a two zero well, lead. Well, listen, is unreal. And not I'm only not that is. Cincinnati is built. Uh, it's a small park. They call it the Great American Small Park because it's built for home runs. The way they build it towards the river, it's supposed to carry the balls out and all this, this stuff. Is he did good dandy. in a batter's park. This so, is I mean, there, there, like, 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 like said, there's positives and negatives, but I'm going to tell you, on the side, all, those teams that he faced, I believe he faced he, the rest uh, of the league. They don't just no, play the did. division. Yeah, well, last year they did. It was all centrals. Basically, they played. They played. Esam and Esam go through a whole season and look stellar. So I don't see why that wouldn't continue this year. Listen, I'm going to pull it up right now. So you guys can continue. He looks great. And again, like we mentioned, I can't even. The fact that the reigning Cy Young winner may not even be the number one on the roster that shows how little of importance it is to dissect the little intricacies of him and more, like I said, the rich getting richer. And like Michael said, if that's locker room presence on top of having a sufficient starting room, a starting pitcher with superstar talent, I think that's a hundred percent worth it. And we already said, if you got the money, spend the money. So I think it's great. And again, Julio Urias, who's a guy that nobody really talks about too much. Uh, he's kind of got the messed up eye, but he closed out that last game for the Dodgers in the world series. He came in as the closer, but he's a starter as well. He can play both. I'm seeing him as the number five or even Gosling, who was also a project piece, both that can use some serious mentorship. So it's not just Walker Bueller. All areas of this pitching staff, besides that relief, besides our bullpen, is very young. You know, you got David Price, who's on the older side here, but with Walker Bueller, potentially Julio Urias, as well as Gosling, the three of them. It's a big time to have proper mentorship there. And this pitching staff was already one of the best in the league last year. Mm -hmm. So now you're adding a piece here. The bullpen gets even stronger because, like I mentioned, guys like Urias or guys like Gosling will have to be shifted to the bullpen. You have those guys that can pitch longer innings. You don't just rely on a bunch of seventh, eighth, ninth inning guys. You have that comfort that if a pitcher is getting blown up, you have practically another starter to put in there on a dime. That would be the three on any other think, team in the league. Do you think they may try to pitch Bauer every four, four days? Cause you know, that's not, that he's- I don't, I don't see that in the regular season. Dave Roberts is not a big guy on, on short rest unless it's the postseason. Right. So I wouldn't expect to see that in the regular season. I'd expect to see a five man rotation going through it consistently mm-hmm. and, and switching out that fifth man between who's performing at its highest. And I'm very interested to see what David Price brings because All right, if, here we go. If, if, if he can get in there and just be, you know, a 12 and eight pitcher, I think that would be enough for sure. I'd love to see that. Here we go. He made 12 stars. Wait a second, starts. wait a second, wait a second. No, no, no. Before you start, let me say this. Now, Perry, he's about to read us some stats. I thought you hated that. Yeah. 
Just let no, that sink well, in. Keep no, on. No, 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 because listen, apparently I don't know what I'm doing, so it's a different story. Um, he made 11 starts, mm-hmm. right? Five of them came against the uh, – I almost said Steelers because I'm still thinking of football. The Pirates, Royals, and Tigers combined. Five of those 11, the real, real heavy hitters of the league. Real. You can only you, you can only face who you face. Uh, no, no, no. And that, and, okay, and, but that's and when you thing. when you that's dominate. Exactly my point, though, that's exactly but my point. Maybe. They are all no, 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 but they're all bottom twenty teams in production, hitting everything like that. All bottom, you know, half of the league. And yeah, now you're going from you got that. People like Bauer pitching to them. I mean, of course they are. No, because right. they suck. Because Bauer is in, pitching. In in reality, he it's also not his first rodeo there. You know, he's. He's not been a superstar his whole career, but you're finally seeing it really come to fruition there. Like I really feel like right there, you saw the strikeout ability. And and the thing is too, he doesn't have to go long in games. If we don't like, that's the thing. He can come out and from a strikeout dominant pitcher, the less that you keep him in the game, the more effective that they're going to be. If he can pitch a consistent five innings every time, five six innings. That's good. Five innings and get out of there. Pitch a dominant five, give up a run or two, and then you bring in a guy yeah, like Julio right. Urias. Bring that's it in there. And if, 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 he, if he's working, you keep him in and See, because he's got you – know, Because I'm just, gonna, you, you can do so many things. He's no, no, no. not even needed on this team. Connie. I understand You're acting like that. he's the Messiah. No, no, I know he's not needed. But I'm saying everybody, everybody's acting. Well, you guys are acting like he's the Messiah, you Dodger fans. I'm acting like we brought in the number one free agent on the market because that's exactly what we did. Plain How and cool simple. That ring. That Plain, and simple. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Again, I said the Dodgers didn't even need him. I know. Listen, I know they don't. They don't but even need he's him. Had, been right, good right. for one let's and a half season. Let's bring this a little bit farther here, okay? Regardless. So Bauer is on the World Series team. Right. He can only make them better in some form of fashion. Let's all agree on that. Absolutely. Uh, I think his presence, as far as bringing his database of what he does and his analyticals of his body workout and just the numbers he does there, you're going to see this Dodger team get even more better. Right. If it's not just him pitching, it's just his his demeanor that he brings, his I don't care, we're going to be great mentality. Right. And the Dodgers already have this. So, yeah, by by no means signing Bauer is ever going to be something bad. I mean, even if he came out there and pitched five and eleven, it's still good for this team because I guarantee these other pitchers will take a leap forward—not a step, but a leap forward. I will say that because look, even the Reds, okay. Lewis was our best pitcher year before last. Lewis, I said Lewis, he wasn't our opening day pitcher. Sonny Gray was. Sonny Gray, Yankees, was not good at all. He came to Stop. Cincinnati. Yes, Cincinnati had the Vanderbilt's uh, pitching coach that actually coached him at Vanderbilt, Sonny Gray. But also he had Bauer that was working with him. Bauer said many a times on his YouTube channel that he would be doing his stuff and Sonny Gray would be like, what are you doing? Like, how how is that going? And he'd be like, here, you could do this little move right here and you'll get more velocity and we'll be passing Bauer up. Sonny Gray was our opening day starting pitcher. Luis was second. Then it was Trevor Bauer. So yep. even on the Reds, he was the third pitcher, but yet he won the Cy Young. So, And that is less pressure. You're going up against another third guy in a rotation. You're not going up against an ace every time. And now yeah. you have – not that the Cincinnati's uh, Reds were inept with their bats. They had a lot of power hitting on that roster especially. But the Dodgers have a very complete lineup and can score at will. So when you give a pitcher that can strike out – 
pitcher uh, strikeout hitters at will as well and you give him a lead that's when his stuff gets even nastier you have every hitter up against their backup against the wall a little bit because they're immediately going in there thinking we have to cut this lead up instead of when a hitter goes up a little bit more relaxed with a lead obviously you're looking for your stuff you don't have as much pressure on you bowers only got better support right now he's not needed to be a two, a one, a one or two, even a three potentially. Like if I feel like he, again, he's not needed there. He'll fit where he fits. But adding the former Cy Young winner, even if you want to highlight some of his downfalls, Connie and stuff, that's fair. Every player does. Again, you're adding so much to a, a roster here that already was in position to potentially go defend their championship. Yeah. So it's true. Oh, that is true. Right on cue, I think, there. i just seen some movement down here in the bottom corner. Let's go ahead and bring him on. Is that good? Are we good with the Dodgers, what we all said there? Yeah, Bauer is yeah. the best Let's pitcher go. ever. All right, Let's guys, go. we've got a, a little special meeting coming on here. We've got another guy who is obviously no stranger, but you can't be over there. we got to put you over here, Dalton. I'm What's sorry. Up, Welcome back to the show yet again, Dalton. I'm pretty sure you're our third head to this beast. I mean, hey, you're pretty I, much I, a co-host. I, I feel like 15 times now. I mean – Yes, you bring the smile, you bring the girls. So let's just say that. And Connie's hoping he can get one follow on Twitter. That's right. <laughs> hey, listen, Dalton, follow me. That's all that matters. That's, yeah, that's right. Me and him that's are right. boys now. True. Listen, boys. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out. Dalton sent me a message of a screenshot on Instagram message, and it about had me have a heart attack. He had uh, put a post on there about uh, Yvonne. They had Seuss being on there with us, and he said, who's next? And he tagged Brandon Phillips in it. But Brandon Phillips in his little chat over there said, hey, yes, sir, or something to that effect. I was like, oh, my goodness. Could Brandon Phillips really come on the show? I would die. Hey, he knows about the show now. I'll talk to him about it. Oh, cool. Lord. Oh, my goodness. Oh. The OG, Brandon oh. Phillips. And what, what's up, Dalton? I'm so glad I can finally be on a stream with you, buddy. I know I've been watching oh, you and commenting. We're following each other finally here together. What's up, I know, buddy? finally. It took forever. I don't know, man. I got to make it happen for the boys, so I'm glad I'm here. Listen, all I know is if my, if Michael does a show with Brandon, as much as I would love to do it, I think I might have to. I might have to just bow out and let Michael just one on one it because no, 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 <laughs> no. He's uh, actually you know what you're right, Michael. I'm gonna have to be on the show because I'm gonna have to ask all the questions because Michael's gonna yes. be just like that, just, I'll just be staring into the camera. Whoa, That's okay. Whoa. Oh, Perry, you hear the brick Perry went outside. We're, we're, we're switching off the Dodgers stuff. So, Perry, you had to go outside for a smoke break. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's my virtual outdoors. It's very nice. It's very, it's very breezy out here. Yeah, it's very uh, weather controlled almost. Now, I, I think we're going to try to do this, uh, possibly at more than just this one time, but. I've reached out to Dalton, asked if he would actually come up together with what I've been calling a tech talk, kind of give us some information. we got a great guy playing catcher right now, really into the sport, played for Lakes and Legends, for the guys in Kentucky knows where that area is. Uh, he's mm -hmm. playing right now at Alisoy College still. We don't know exactly what his future is going to bring, or do we know any more update on that? To, uh, it, it will be coming in a few weeks. You know, like oh. – Five Listen, weeks ago, when you first came on the show. Hold on, hold on, Michael, because I got a brilliant idea right now, of course. Because, you know, when all these high school players and things like that make their uh -huh. you know, decision, they have a nice little hat to put on or something like that. Listen, if you want to come on the show and break the news or anything like that, feel free. I'm there we saying, go. Okay. Just say, if you want to have a little, uh, you know, announcement party, I'll, I'll pop some milk jugs open. We'll be <laughs> there fine. There we go. 
Okay. Okay. We can do it. Uh, sounds good. Now, as far as what I'm saying here with the tech talk, I actually got Dalton, and we're trying to figure out how we can make this perfect. So what I'm going to call it is our pilot run on this. Uh, he did send a video where he's already been in, in the uh, um, batting cage, kind of doing some mechanics and stuff like that. So I'm going to try to see if I can pull this up here, and I'm just going to let Dalton take over with it. Dalton, do you want to introduce it anyway or kind of just talk about what you're going to talk about here? Okay, so this is uh, this is basically just my daily catching routine. Um it's pretty much what I do to get myself ready for the game. Um, just, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I, I'm going to wait until after, and then I'll, I'll introduce the whole catching. You know, I'll start talking about catching. Yeah, um, to Here, let me stop it. I'm sorry my... there. You're fine. Keep on going. I'm sorry. No, I, go ahead and play it, and I'll, I'll talk after, after we get done here. Okay. If any time you need me to pause it, just holler, and I can pause it. For this first drill, all I'm doing is a short hop bounce um, to ensure that my my hands are coming up through the zone and I'm not dragging the ball out through the zone. For the second drill, all this is is a transfer drill. Um, I'm just making sure I, I get a clean exchange um, from my glove to my hand uh, to be ready to throw the ball. And then then I am taking it a step further and, you know, um, winding up like I'm going to throw the ball again for a clean, smooth exchange. For this third drill, all I'm doing is walking through um, my throwing steps. Um, basically, this is just a sl very slow motion of replacing my feet and getting ready to get in throwing position. In this video, you see me off a live machine working up through the ball just like I was in the first video. Um, here I am ensuring um, that I keep any strike a strike and I'm trying to make um, borderline pitches also strikes. Um, you also see I'm in a different position here. I am, uh, it depends on where the umpire is also set up, but I'm trying to get low also to ensure my pitcher uh, throws to a lower target. In this next video, I'm going through my throwing motion, uh, obviously in a faster speed, um, just to get my my feet and my exchange game ready. Here I'm working on slow blocks. Um, basically, it's already starting on my knees, so I can uh, just feel the ball hit off my chest and try to control that ball. In this last video, it's game like block, so it's self-explanatory. I just go through my... And that's where it cut off on us there, Dalton. So let's hear more in depth on that. Hopefully, because okay. as soon as I started hitting play there, it said that my Wi-Fi was getting kind of weak. Hopefully, it did good on your all's end. Any lags going on on it? Yeah, a little bit. Nothing, nothing terrible. Yeah, nothing too bad. Okay. 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 So <clears throat> I'll go through basically every every drill we we're talking about. So with the first drill um, for the for the short hops, the reason we work on that is because. Um, the new thing with catching is um, keeping the ball, obviously, a strike, a strike. Um, I know that, that sounds stupid, but keeping a strike, a strike. So when a pitcher is throwing downhill, the ball, you know, the ball is creating force that's going to take your glove out of the zone, correct? 
So when you when you beat that ball to the spot and and beat the ball there, the force stops stops there instead of dragging your glove out of the zone. So that's that's the reason for that first drill. Um, so I'm just ensuring that that I keep that ball a strike. Um, for the exchange, when I exchange, um, same thing. I just want to make sure it's a clean exchange um, to get my hands going throughout the whole thing. Um, when I'm when I'm coming up there, I'm I'm just doing slow motion so I can I can feel my feet where they need to be, keep my balance, um, all that stuff. Um, and catching is a lot about perceiving the umpire. So the umpire sits up in different positions, you know, on your body depending on what the umpire is. So if he's sitting up on my left, I'm going to perceive that ball back to the middle of the plate. So the umpire, as a human being, you see that ball perceived in the middle of the plate, you're going to take a strike. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of skill. It's a lot of mental aspect of catching. I feel like you're going to have to, like you said, perception, you just thinking a lot before the pitch, but also after the pitch gets to you as well. I think that's very interesting. Correct. Yes. And pitch calling, obviously that's a whole nother, whole nother ball game. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd love to hear it. Not right now, maybe because we're going through the video. But I'd love to hear eventually your your mindset and and how you call games and stuff. I've always thought that was very interesting. For sure, yeah, it's it's a that's a whole different process. You know, you got to read the batter, um, right. where they're set up, how they're set up. You know, what your pitcher's going through, all that stuff. Now, here's here's my oh, question because yeah. I'm kind of you know just curious about it because i watched you know the evolution kind of happened with gary sanchez who mm-hmm. obviously is a catcher for the yankees and, and everything like that he you know the traditional catcher setup you know down on two legs like you are right now in in this video but to now it kind of being like he's almost on one leg always and, and you know trying to get low is that is that like the new i mean i'm going to use kind of a, a term here the new wave for catching it um, is the new wave it is okay, because 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 that's what I was gonna say. You know, everybody's so used to the traditional. You know, you set up behind the plate, you down on two legs, and, and everything like that. But is it is it because of the framing? Does it is it easier to pop up? It, what is it exactly that you think they're changing it, and why do you think they're changing? It? I'm because I like I said, I'm really curious about that because you know I saw it with Sanchez where he came up and he was traditional, and then now it's literally only like that. Yes. So now they changed. Pitching has actually changed a lot over the past few years. Um, so with the with the one knee, um, again, it depends on which knee you good catchers will know where the umpire is set up behind them. So it depends on which knee you go over, so they can look over your shoulder um, and get a good perception of the play and the ball. Um, but as far as that, it gives your pitcher a lower target. Um, it's easier to frame um, because you're already starting down lower than the ball, um, so it gives you easier, you know, coming up through it. It makes it easier. Um, the only thing really bad about it is that if you have a runner on base, you do not want to really do that um, because the throwing aspect makes it really hard to throw. I was going to say, does that – so it, it definitely it's easier to, you know, the term for catching right is your pop-up speed. It, it's it's on two legs. It's a lot easier than I imagine than being on the one leg. Yes. Oh, yeah. One one leg really – really, really don't want to throw like that, to be honest. Right. Yeah, it's no because it's it's like Perry said. First of all, first of all, here's the thing: I caught like twice in my entire little league life, and I, and I almost 
wanted to run off the field immediately each time. So, first of all, power to you guys for doing that. Because let me tell you yes. something, 90, 90 miles an hour, 90 plus coming at me, and I'm the one that has to catch it. <laughs> Listen, I've done many things in my life. That is not one that I want to do. I so, played I played third base for my whole Little League career. In the last two years, I did I switched to catcher. So I was a catcher for the last two years, and I had more fun than I ever had ever playing baseball in my whole life. Obviously, I wasn't playing at crazy, you know, talent. I was on a travel team, so it wasn't sunrise little league or whatever, but it was it wasn't anything crazy like I'm sure you were doing, but still I felt like I was able to see the game in a different light and I was able to really I thought have more control over so many more aspects of the game. And I loved that feeling like I was able to contribute more. But it's it's a badass job back there. You're putting your body on the line. And I wasn't even one of those guys that dove into the craft like Dalton does. And I just the experience of it, like I can see why it's so appealing. And, and it's it's such a tactical position. You know, you got to be really smart if you're going to be a catcher. So to be honest, I think like the smarts has a, a big thing. If you know a lot about the game, um catching is, you know, that's your place because right. That, that's why know, listen, you, you look at the majors, people. a lot of managers were yeah. catchers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You read people, you read your infield, your outfield, um mm-hmm. your pitch calling. Um, honestly, catching to me, catching is a lot like life because, you know, you just go through so many different, different things that you have to look at while you're catching. It's exactly like life to me. That's how I look at it. Cool. I I like that comparison for sure. I think catching also, like I mentioned, being that mental battle, I think it's not just being on the field. You make the same impact as everybody else in the lineup. So I just think you add more than a lot of guys on the field at times because you're only going to get X amount of plays to you. And that's not your fault. If you're in left field and the ball hasn't been hit to you that much, that's not like you're not doing your job. You're doing everything you can. You're covering your ground. But I just feel like a catcher is involved on every single play. So you just have to have the durability, the mind strength to be able to keep that consistent throughout the game. I just feel like the people that play catcher, like you mentioned, are those baseball savants, the ones that are meant to, to be in the league, be a manager, take it a whole nother step, even if that's announcing a game. I feel like if you put any catcher in an announcer's booth, it's just like putting a certain type of quarterback in an announcer's booth where they're able to see the game before it happens, you know, and, and really dissect things like that. So if you ever become a manager, I get to be your, you know, one of your coaches, right? Assistants, you know? Oh, of course. All of y'all. You got <laughs> to help you. <laughs> oh, no, listen, Michael, I, I don't say. know. Michael, I don't know listen. about Michael. All, I mean, I could be a bench coach. What are they doing? You know? <laughs> they sit on the bench, you know. I'm oh, being no, there with my, my GoPro. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you right now, I'd be the greatest third base coach of all time. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. Listen, I know when to send the runners. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, Dalton. All I could think of the whole time that I was watching you switch from right foot, left foot, and squatting down all that, man, I would need some RX hemp for my knees by the time I get done. <laughs> I mean, I, I, is, I know you're probably like, what, 20, 21? I think you said you're 22. 22. Like, do you already feel like knee problems going on with you even at this young of an age? Congratulations right. on that. Yeah. Listen, you're a nimble, my man. Listen, you're, you're Dolan is a young, fit person. If I, did yeah. this, if I did this, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to walk for six days. So oh, it's, yeah. it's a whole different story. Listen, yeah, I'm you, telling you, because that's what I'm going to say. You can steal on me because I'm not popping up. So yeah, question, question Dal- Dalton, really quick. With the one leg out instead of being crouched, is it less pressure on your knees, I would assume? 100%. Okay. So it's, it's also a comfort, comfort thing. Yes. Okay. Like See, that. that's, my, that's my other question, too, because, like, 
you know, playing baseball the little bit I did until I realized I was too terrible to actually play it. Um, you know, sitting down in the outfield or, you know, playing third, first, whatever. Yeah, you know, the sun's on you. You get a little toasty or something like that, bro. Like, how tired are you after a game? Because, like, that was the thing. Like I said, sitting in first, you know, right field, whatever. You know, you get a little sweat down your neck. You know, I'm a big guy anyway, so I'm going to sweat easier. Than bro, the catchers come to the – to the uh, I can't even think of the word now. The ballpark. Uh, no, like. not – no. Come on. Dugout. Holy yeah. Jesus. <laughs> You come back to the dugout and take their stuff off. It looks like they took a shower. Yeah. I mean, like, how tired are you at the end of games? Okay, so first off, I want to say this. Catchers, all around catchers, do not get credit they deserve. They they really do not. Um, first off, I want to say this, because you can change the game as far as a catcher more than people. People don't notice that. You know what I'm saying? You still You're like the offensive lineman. Yeah. You still these the unsung hero. Yeah, you're the offensive lineman of baseball. Nobody right. knows you, but you block, save runs. Some catchers don't hit that well, but they're great defensively. That's why they get to play um, because right. they say, you know they save the game. Um, but as far as as how tough and how tiring it is, it's it's crazy because you got the gear, you got the gear too, bro. Oh, the gear! You're the first one. You're the first one there. You're catching bullpens. Um, before the game, you're catching, you know, pre pins, all this stuff. Then you got to work on hitting, so you got a whole extra, you know. It's just listen, Dalton. Don't lie to me right now. Don't lie to me. Is there ever a time you're tired and then you have to go hit, and you're like, you know what, getting out right now would not be the worst thing. Obviously, yes. I always would crack up because you know you have the catchers, you know, one out. They're already putting on the shin guards and they're about to go on deck. You know, like you don't know what you're supposed to do. And I was like, man, you know, I'm so glad I'm I'm chubby and left handed. I'm just going to stand on first base while you know he's trying to get everything together. He becomes the last out of the inning. He's got to run all the way from third because he's trying to stretch out the double. He's out third now. He's got to run to the home dugout, get the gear on, and then our pitchers after is like. Come on, man! Like I'm waiting on you. Here. When you coming? Like, kudos to all catchers. All is, is, like, isn't that when the backup catcher goes in with just the mask and and flies out there just to get a couple couple catches in before homeboy's ready? I think that's that's what I always used to see at Dodger games. You'd see yeah. someone out there just the jersey with the mask. You could tell he's only throwing like 80, 85. He's not <laughs> trying to take out his body. But now uh, the good thing, have, the good thing about pro ball is you have bullpen catchers, right? That's that, they true. They don't play in the game, so they just catch our pins for us. Now in college, not that, not that way. I well, your dad's college. the coach too, so yeah, it's definitely not that way yeah. for you. So like during the week, I'll catch um, probably, I mean, twenty-five bullpens of of them throwing forty pitches each, each pitcher. Right. right. So, Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever just get a chair and sit out there and be like, all right? Do, do you ever put like an AirPod in and at least listen to music while you're no. catching? No. Listen, even bu- this, like bullpen sessions now. Do you guys no. have music blasting at times ever during practice or bullpen sessions or anything? Sometimes, it just depends. Listen, the only Bye. time I'm gonna play catcher is on MLB The Show officially. So you know, I'm, I'm just telling you right now, it's a, it's a lot of work. D- Dalton, do you play MLB The Show? They got the new one coming. I do not. I do not play. You're not a video game guy, are you? Either, either am I. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> see, see, here's the difference between us. But you're a hunter, right? Like you no, like no. to go hunting, right? No, I've never been hunting in my life. See, so, so, see, so you've, you've never shot a gun, Dalton? Because I'm in the same boat. No, I have shot a gun. I love guns. See, okay. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. 
Dalton is country. Mike's Michael's a hick. See, there's a difference now. <laughs> yeah, now there's a difference. But see, here, here's here's the thing, Michael. This is where I've realized the difference between me and other people in life. And not to say video game people are lazy, but you know, I do have a certain work ethic in my life. You know, I you know, in my free time, I like to play some games or you know, do some other things. Perry's like to run unwrapped. That's Dalton true. likes to go out and, and do catching things and could you know be in the majors one day. There might be you know a slight to say the least work difference in, in the in, right. the in the world. Yeah. Okay, hey, listen, Perry, we're so on the same show. It's because my power is uh flickering here because we're in the storm. So oh, it's oh okay. I, I just hope you're safe, man. It's crazy. Yeah, don't, don't pay attention to that. Okay, oh. okay. Also, Perry, just so you know, a fun bit that we learned about Dalton last week is, you know, when he's in between innings and he's not out there catching, he makes little kids run, run his errands and go get him some chicken wings. Just I so mean, you, you gotta, know. You got to use your resources. You got to use your during fans. The, during the actual game. You got to use yo, your yo, fans. Yo, Dalton, can I be the bat boy? <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Listen, I want a bat. Give me one of those D3 bats. Come on, DC3, right? No, facts. I saw that on your IG story. Yeah, today. I saw that today, too. Those DC3s uh, listen, look sick. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I might. Do I get a little, do I get a little discount on the product or something? You know. I got you. Oh, my. See, and listen, Dalton, I don't want you to think I forgot about you. I'm just busy. I'm going to get you. I'm going to send you some backstop gear, bro. Don't you worry. Listen. We're going to. We're gonna get it out there for you. We'll even, you know, we'll we'll send you a bunch, and then you can hand it out to your to your teammates as well. We got to get one to Yvonne. I, I don't know if you can get yes. it out to Puerto Rico, but you got to get one to him at some. You got to get one to Brandon because Michael might have, uh, you know, might break down in tears. You know what? I might yeah. have to order that Brandon Phillips shirt here. Let me sign it and then send it to him. Be like, you know, you know about he, the show now, Brandon. Is here is he go. still out in Lexington or is he elsewhere? No, Brandon's at home right now. He's, okay. he's actually tonight. He's with his daughter at a trampoline park tonight. Oh, so, look at Dalton just on a first name basis. Like, yeah, Brandon's with his kids. You know, just, just, I was you checking know. my phone to see what he told me, but he no, he's not there. Yeah, I don't think I, a, I did. DM, I did DM Brandon as well. He didn't get back to me yet, but you know, it's no. it's no big deal. <laughs> you got to go through Dalton. You got to yeah, go through Dalton for channel. Oh, listen, <laughs> this week I have been using Dalton like crazy for that. I even oh, said, man. hey, I tagged Brandon in this. You think he'll respond? He's like, oh, 50-50. I'm talking to him right now. I was like, oh, man, this could actually <laughs> guys, happen. Guys, we're 24 hours. talking like this. Dalton's going to finally figure out we're using him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry, guys, that you all had to watch that video of Dalton actually trying to catch a ball. Yeah. Just hang in I there. I love that video. I hope we can do no. more stuff like that. Listen, that I got awesome. I looked up some stuff because, like, we talked about the GoPro and all that. Listen, I think we're just going to send you out a GoPro smacking on your catcher's mask with a little mount, and it'll be beautiful. Because, like, I looked into things about micing you up, and, bro, the GoPro audio sounds great. You don't even need a mm -hmm. mic or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going to be it's gonna be wonderful. Big, big, big. We, behind, we, behind can, the scenes we'll, we can even get you a head strap if you want, and you can just strap hey. it across. Yes, Look that, at that, that would be perfect. I can put it on my mask. It'd be perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't worry. We Listen, can run a TV really, show. I wonder if I, you could put it on your glove. I mean, I know that'd be kind of hard to your, do that. Maybe your wrist and actually got like, see it. I mean, you can do it on the wrist. That is a thing. I'm sure, I'm sure you can put it on like the tip at certain areas because it's come right to the palm. But I'm yeah. sure there's going to be a couple snow cones for them. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, take, yeah. That, take that GoPro right off. Listen, they're tough. Yeah. 
So have you ever went and caught an Indian, an Indian, an Indian without your cup? <laughs> he uh, says what I'm feeling wild. Yes, let's hear them. That's why we're here. This is to hear stories. So when I was younger, I, I went to a, you know, what a showcase here. 22. Um, I went to a showcase and, and we were catching pictures, catching bullpens, obviously. And, and I was trying to rush, so I didn't put my cup in. First pitch, he balances one. I mean, straight. <laughs> and that's the that's the most sick I've ever been in my life. Really? So, so the whole rest of the showcase, I was out. I was down for the count. I couldn't even do anything for the rest of the showcase. So I from now on I wear a cup. Uh, no matter he wears what. he wears two cups, he double cups. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this man Dalton has never forgot ever again. I, you know, it's funny you ask that because it reminds me of my brother. He was playing one day, <laughs> a catcher threw it down from you know runner stealing. He was he, my brother played second. He, you know, just you know, cross up things like that, or the throw from the catcher to second, and just right, you know, landed right there. <laughs> just not a, he wasn't he wasn't too happy either, but he mm-hmm. s- still refused to ever wear one. My mom always got mad at him. Oh, I never Listen, wore even, one in the field. The oh, it's terrible. Even with the cup, you never wore a cup, Michael. That is ballsy, man. I don't no, think no, I ever. I never caught. I never caught though. I, was I, did, I never. But really no, I never regar- regardless, man. I know really? this pitcher. Ha- I know this pitcher has the capability to hit me in the nuts while I turn to hit this ball. I know that's a very real possibility. And if I'm playing shortstop or anything like that, I know the ball's just gonna have one wrong way, and those are gone. The cup's not oh, that yeah. bad, man. The cup's not that bad. Listen, this I hate this slide. So uh, we went. Me and my buddies went to play paintball one day. Oh, and I, was, no. I was like, you know, that earlier. You know, I I'm smarter than this. So I wore a a full on jock strap, a cuff, <laughs> ball pads to make sure I was not getting smoked. Really? Just it's probably smart. It's probably smart. I had a buddy that showed up in shorts and a t shirt with no cup and got his ass rocked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he got I, rocked. I pulled up in jeans and a sweatshirt, and it still hurt me. So I'll stick to uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. Don't feel no pain there, right? Yeah. Listen, the only pain I feel is mental when I get a little the angry. Pain, the, right? finger, the finger cramps. <laughs> oh, the finger right? cramps. Listen, I was playing GTA, you know, the past few nights, keeping your finger on that trigger to, you know, drive. Get a little, get a little numb sometimes. You know, it's just hard <laughs> life out here. I, you know, Dalton, I understand your pain, bro. I, get, I go through a lot, too. I yeah, that's right. Getting back to this video a little bit, Dalton. And again, I never, I'm left handed, so I never was around catching at all. I got to catch one inning. It was because I was the old guy and just wanted to do it my last season. Um, at the beginning of the drill, they were bouncing the ball. Like you were letting it bounce and then catch it. Is that, I guess, you know, you talked a little bit of that you're trying to frame. Is that what the whole purpose of bouncy part of it to catch it as it was coming up to? teach your arm to go up to frame, I guess. Is that what that whole purpose was going on there? Exactly, yeah. Just just uh, bringing that ball back into the strike zone on the borderline pitch. It's kind right. of recreating the borderline pitch. So I'm just bringing it back. I, and from a casual, if you will, uh, even watching some games, watching MLBs, I noticed that the catchings, catcher, catcher's gloves are way low like that, and I never understood why, but now it makes more sense because you're you're expecting it basically to be higher than your glove, right? Like you you know the pitcher's going to be pitching it there, and you can bring it up before that frame. Mm-hmm. Totally makes sense to me now. I never understood that concept till now. So, I mean, 
you just taught me something. Now, now here's the real thing, though. Do you think that all goes away if they put this electronic strike zone in? I Let's not talk about that. Catchers, honestly, uh, our jobs will not be the same. I think you know, so. so it, it, would it just be with framing, though? That would be the only thing affected, you think? I th- yeah, I think so. I, I think yeah. that would be pretty much the only thing. But but framing is a big, uh, big. Uh, absolutely. Listen, hey, but listen, you're going to be fine, though, because if there's no runners on, you might as well sit crisscross applesauce behind the plate. You don't got to worry about framing nothing. <laughs> I'll let it hit you in the chest. Yeah, sit. bro. You can pull out, you can pull out <laughs> one of those. Bu- you'll pull out a bucket, flip it over, yeah, you'll exactly. it up on top. You'll coach you'll like, you'll Hey, coach listen, down. listen, guys. You just throw the ball down the middle. This umpire's not doing anything behind me anyway. <laughs> like, in all seriousness, do you well, think that the, the umpire do then? The umpire point. is there because I, I, I've you know read about it. The umpire is there for safe and out calls, foul tips, catcher's interference. That's and you know, uh, uh, half swings, or I can't think of the name, the actual name check, of it. Check, check swings, swing. Call yeah, check swing. that's what they're there for now. They're no strike or anything like that, but I think they're testing it in a certain league, like this, like some summer league that the MLB they're does. They're I don't know, be testing it on, on the new, um, the show. Uh, how am I gonna say this? the new? Um, it's the new minor leagues. Remember, I talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, MLB partner leagues. They're yes. testing on the best leagues. Um, you know, to see how it goes. So, okay. I'm just thinking here, and actually, I'm so sporadic brain. Anyways, I'm like ADHD times five. And in my head, I was wanting to say, okay, any hacker out there, if you know how to hack, go ahead and type into this and figure something out where you can just make it go haywire so they don't do it. But would that actually probably be a thing that someone could do? I mean, it's a computer, right? Could you not Bro, hack into I it? Mean, see, How many times go? have you went? Absolutely. Because you Absolutely. can go down the highway and see a sign that's supposed to say slow down and it says something else. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think for it. for some of these hackers and technological guys nowadays, there's not any target that's safe. You so got if you, you got law enforcement, their stuff getting penetrated by certain groups and things along those lines. <laughs> I f- I feel like with baseball, that's easy. That's an easy. You can so get I mean, in there. I don't. I don't know if that's going to be a big target, though. It's, right. That's just. That's a lot of work just to troll. You know. I mean, but <laughs> you underestimate how media. <laughs> but the media that you get. I mean, you hack into one game, the Yankees and Dodgers game that they play, if they were to play one, and World be like, series every, game seven, every three, pitch, two count. <laughs> every pitch was a ball, and then you know you could be on like on Twitter. That was me. How you like that? There's, there's not one it, strike all game right down the middle. It's just. Yeah. Nope. Take your base. Trevor Bauer just throws it up <laughs> to the stands, anyways. So I mean, and and two, even betting right now. I mean, you could do something with betting to budge to your thing, kind of like the streaker. I don't know if y'all seen that oh, or not, but oh, that, all right. the streaker made a fifty thousand dollar bet before the game that they would be a streaker in the Super Bowl, and it won four hundred thousand dollars. He cleared like three seventy four after mm-hmm. he paid his jail fine. So. I mean, you could even kind of manipulate your winnings Bro, on that's that. So smart. I would just like to say that's still the smartest thing I think I've ever heard. That's pretty genius. And, and it actually won 375K, and it only took him a grand to get out of jail. The The judge was very lenient, only a $1,000 bail. And he Bro, I like would have sold my house and put the money on that bet. I always thought I said, I don't know if there's a rule that it couldn't be you. 
that's the streaker because if that's the case i'm having my best friend next to me put all the money down while i'm the streaker but right I, there's there's no way that was a rule because i doubt well, he, someone's he was been this smart, smart too because he had his friend run Go up first. first as a distraction and then he did it yeah now that's a smart guy that's what yeah. i mean a lot like me uh. <laughs> i needed i wanted that to happen so bad and, and there's crickets not a person says a word it's okay because I right. know it's true. As long as my mommy tells me it's true, right? And it's man, true. you gotta have no, man. Well, in man, too. yeah, man's the most important. Very true. Okay, so let's hear. What else can we go to, Dalton? What would you like to do next time? I know we kind of talked about maybe even batting, keeping the hands in, stuff like that. Do you want to move on to maybe first base? Get another player in, could do that. Maybe I know. Maybe we could like say, "Hey, Brandon Phillips, can we get <laughs> something about second base?" You know, just anything there. Yeah. How, how do you thinking? how do you properly execute a butt tag? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, you have to ask Brandon about that. That was that's okay. the greatest MLB clip that has ever been produced. I just oh, want to yes. throw that out there. I actually was watching that game, so that was nice to see repetitively. See, see, Michael, see what you don't know is I play all the positions. Do you really? Because I mean, you play Everywhere. catcher dominant, though, right? That's my main position, yes, but. Um, actually, my last season in college, I played every single position. You pitched? Yeah. Yeah, I pitched. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, how, how fast do you throw? What's your fastball clock at? I don't know. <laughs> a little, a little curve. It only action. goes as low as 45, and he doesn't know. <laughs> so, But I did, I did play shortstop and, and center mostly. Um, did center. you play any of that at Lexington? I did not, um, but actually in the, the summer um, prior to going to Lexington, um, which was a, a really big collegiate league, I didn't catch it all. Not not really? one game. I played, um, I played center, left, right, um, third, second, and short. So, so if you had to pick, though, if they were like, listen, we're drafting you, you can play any position you want, you'd be like, I'll play catcher? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so – which one do you think you're the best at? Catcher. Catching, yeah. Okay, which one do you think is most fun? Catching. Okay, okay, good. Well, if you, if you couldn't catch anymore, what position would you pick? Shortstop. Uh, um, probably shorter center, um, either one. Yeah. He's the kind of so, guy that's got to be in the play, I think. Yeah, which is which is great. That's I mean that's why I love first base. As a lefty, you have to pitch no matter what, good or bad. So I would pitch <laughs> or play first, and I always wanted to play shortstop because that's where most of the hits were. Shortstop. I'm like, can I just play there one time? I'm like, no, you're left-handed. You can't play short, no and matter what. Like, well, usually catchers usually catchers don't run very good. You know, mm -hmm. you think catchers usually just are pretty slow. So that's why I try to stay in the middle middle of the field because I run really well for a catcher. For a catcher, for a catcher. I mean, I run really good. I play every position. I even pitch. I don't. Yeah, know. just a solid. <laughs> I'm, I'm basically I mean, a five star recruit. If we're being I mean, honest, I can play the utility belt. He's the utility guy. I can even be like Pete Rose and be a player coach too. Because I mean, I just I, I'm great at catching too. That's what catchers are. Catchers are That's player right. coaches. That is true. All right, sounds good. Well, oh. uh, I don't know. Do you guys got anything else we can? talk with as far as the video going to that because i know we need to transition on in over to the padres here shortly and i know dalton no. you probably want to stay on here with us too right 
I don't care what it's up to y'all. Hey, that was, awesome. more, that was an awesome video, by the way. Listen, awesome the more video, the merrier, bro. in my opinion. I definitely, personally, I would like something about Batty next time, if you don't care. I mean, you never really said anything when I asked you, but you can even work something else in, show more catching small tricks as well, tech talk, as yeah. I like to call it. And listen, batting it, listen, Dalton, if Michael is too hard on you, just know that I appreciate everything. I know Michael's the demanding one. <laughs> listen, uh, I'm just here so, you know, we can have a good time. You know, the, uh, us, young, us youngins out here, the two old guys over here, you know, yeah. ruining Okay, this is legit it. I keep, like, saying, hey, Dalton, would you like to do this, this? I, and it's always, uh, if you want, I mean, just tell me. I mean, I can do that if you want me to. I'm like, do you want to do that? <laughs> he, 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 with me, he knows I'm down to do it. All you I, do know, is, all you I don't want to be like, I mean, Dalton, I mean, I need you to do this. You know, <laughs> you're being nice to come on their show and bring people with you too. whatever you want to do, man. We're, we're happy with same. Whatever y'all want me to do, you know, I'm in. Okay. Sounds good. What sounds a guy. Good. And to think Michael knows you. I'm so sorry. Listen, I, I would like for you to catch and let your dad pitch to you and kind of talk. I think that would be a nice little video. I, I, we can do that. We can do that. That'd I think cool. that'd be good. That'd be real cool. Hey, we All can, right. We can let Scotty C hit. Do what? I said we can let old Scotty C get in the get in the cage and hit some. Uh-oh. <laughs> we want you to pitch to him. That's what we want. I want <laughs> three pitch I strikeout. Hit I might hit him. <laughs> now I want to know is that on would he charge? Or? Oh, purpose. He will charge. Hundred percent will charge. <laughs> What it's going like uh, to be a Nolan Ryan incident. You know, I don't think you're charged with the bat. I think he's going to go more for the, you know, body slam. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's he's listening, ain't he? You're looking at him there, aren't you? No, he's upstairs, but he's probably watching. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> We're All right. A, I can see him commenting now, right now. I would <laughs> charge. <laughs> Let's get into the Padres, though, Michael. As you said before, they made, you know, a couple a little noise. To say, you know, a little you know, noise. Nothing much. They didn't really do too too much. But, you know, listen, and also, they they traded for everybody. I mean, they went all in on this offseason. Obviously, they traded for Blake Snell. That was uh, probably the biggest splash. And then, you know, they went out and got Darvis as well. You know, why not? Uh, all that, and Mike Clevenger will be back next year. So if they keep those three around, that's uh, definitely a pitching stat that's going to be able to compete with anybody. They obviously have a solid lineup. You know you know the names in there with uh, Machado and uh, Tatis, who is probably one of the most fun players in baseball to watch, not only because he's extremely talented, but he just brings you know more fun to a, a, the game of baseball that we think is you know boring sometimes because people are too rigid. So the second face of baseball. Oh yeah, who's one? Right. Uh, right Everyone. Oh, oh, and I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at that smile, boys. Dalton, it goes Dalton, Trout, Mookie yeah. Betts, Mookie yeah. Betts, and you got to exactly. get that right. Exactly. Dalton, you need like some kind of sponsorship from like I don't know uh, Colgate with teeth. Just I've the, tried. The I've smile. Tried. <laughs> yeah, I've reached out five times, man. Yeah, no, there's no way you can't get a sponsorship from one of those teeth whitening companies. I swear on my life, I tried that. They messaged me back. They did message oh. me back. Well, and that's good. I put on a picture of my shirt, everything, <laughs> and my teeth, and my teeth. Yeah, and they, they, they sent man sent this man sent him the dental records and everything. <laughs> they say contact this email. They never emailed me back. 
Mm. No, See, this is what would, you need to we do. We would now. never it's, do that to you, Dalton. Here's the next step. Say, hey, listen, I want to be sponsored by you guys where I can buy gear to have a show on baseball and be a segment. And we'll call it, well, we're calling it Tech Talk. How could we bring it in with teeth? What could we do? Shine in yeah. Tech Talk? I don't know. And, listen, and they we'll will be at. the sponsor we'll for that segment. Hey, there we go. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. Hey, Perry, that, that's what you got to work on. <laughs> oh yeah, Perry, get Dalton hey, some Perry. sponsorships, bro. Come on. Perry, Perry's time we'll some stuff there, right there, boys. He's right we'll, we'll work for sure. I'm taking my notes. There we go. <laughs> Back but to the yeah, Padres. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, obviously, their lineup is great. Their pitching staff is going to be unbelievable. Uh, I I think they compete with the Dodgers for sure. Uh, it's it'll be interesting to see you know what happens. You know, I just want to get your guys' overall thoughts on you know what they did and, and how far you think they can go. You know, Dalton, how, how about you start, if, if you don't mind? Okay, what do you want me to talk about? The Padres, <laughs> how good they'll be. Are you not listening to us, man? Come on. I, I toned you out, Michael, for a second. It's all right. I uh, you know, I do that half the show anyway. so it's. No, I'm married, so I know how it goes. No, they're going to be absolutely loaded. Um, obviously, I think the players are going to build around is Tatis. That's just me. Um, because just because he's he's got that that flair about him that everybody loves to watch, obviously everybody loves that. So I think that's what what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, you think they thing. compete with the Dodgers? Yeah, I do. Now yeah. you still you still got Dodgers on top, or you think the Padres? You know, go for that twelfth round knockout and you can knock them off. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Dodgers, but but the Padres will be right there. I think. Uh-huh. How about this question, real quick? In 164 games, I think uh, they sure. might be uh, 162. I get that wrong every time. Where do you think win total they have? Ooh, I can tell you that right now, actually, for MLB projections. But I want to give you guys what you think as well. Obviously, out of 162 games. Mm-hmm. Oh dang! I, I, I don't even know. I I don't want to make a guess because I'll be totally wrong. I'll, say, I'll, I'll I'll throw ninety out. Ninety. I'll tell you right now. The dot. The Dodgers are supposed to win. The Dodgers are projected one hundred three, and the Padres are ninety six. Okay. So it's uh they're running away with the division, say the least, because the next projected team is the uh, Diamondbacks at seventy nine. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yikes. Yeah, so, and I think that the rest of the division's obviously not very good. And with the Dodgers and Padres, we already talked about it a little bit earlier when we were talking about the Dodgers. I think that they both make the playoffs, if that means division winner or wild card. I think that they both slip in, have an opportunity. Depends who they play will dictate how far I think each team goes. But, again, I think the Dodgers are tooled really well. But the hottest team around right now from – Zero to hero. It's the Padres. You know, the, you make all these moves just like the Blue Jays, too. I think that would be that other team that is a little bit of the talk of the town because they've retooled and done all these things. But it's just how Anthony feels as a Yankees fan. They've yeah. retooled. They're they're fun. But is that enough to knock off the powerhouse? It's the same thing with me. Same thing with me as a Dodger fan. Yeah, how am I supposed to take the Padres seriously until they give sure. you something to take seriously? So, I mean, last year that was a fantastic run. But before that, when's the last time you can really give me something noteworthy about the Padres organization making a run? You know, it's been a while. So Back when I, Matt Latos I, was there? 
Yeah, it's it's been a long time. So I think now you have high expectations for this team. I think it's very – I hate to bring it back to basketball. It's very Lakers and Clippers-esque from last year where both teams tooled up and got all this crazy stuff, but everyone was thinking it was going to be them because they want a little bit of a different story. Same thing with this year. And they've made some exciting moves. They they took a team that didn't have a superstar already and, and added all these guys. And it's funny you mentioned, Dalton – the flair. I love the flair, obviously, but it's funny. You look at his teammate. There's a, th- a fine line between flair and arrogance, and I think that's where him and Manny Machado have a very different perception yeah. of them around the league because you can tell Machado is smug. You can tell that he's one of those guys that – believes he is the best person on this earth just by seeing him have one post-game interview by seeing him run the bases you can tell the guy thinks so highly of himself it's an issue and with tatis when i watch him the guy's having fun he's throwing the bat he's that's flair and i think there's it's funny because i mean the two two of the biggest personalities are on one team when machado hits a home run looks at the camera yelling and throws the bat i want to run through a wall because that's how hyped i am i think that's so awesome but you also there's a reason why manny machado has the tag on him it's not because you want to punch him in the face he's not a flight it's not because he's a flashy player we've had this conversation and you've had it multiple times on the show there's a lot of players out there that have the flair. Think about what is it? Tim Anderson on the white Sox with him launching the bats and stuff. I live for that. I think it's absolutely phenomenal, but it's funny because I can't think of another player that I think is more smug and more hated universally across Harper. the league than Manny Machado. I think Har- Harper, Harper, I think has Melina. I think no. Harper's, <laughs> Harper's got a better personality outside of the game. I think when he, when he speaks, you, you don't immediately want to punch him in the face. And I think with Machado, it, it is like that for sure. And I'm a Dodger fan too. So I saw how he did it with the Dodgers and I liked it when he was here, but you could tell really quick, he wasn't meshing the best way. And I think the Padres, he's found a home though. They, they love him there and it's a good dynamic they have, but I just think it's interesting that fine line between flair and arrogance. Talk about flair. Look at that right there. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know Dalton's dad is, is talking mm-hmm. about, there's no such thing as flair. It's all arrogance, you know, oh, it's the, old, the old school game. He wants it to be respected. And I love that too. Cause I, I have people in my life that think the same way, you know, why, why, why go out and be outlandish like that is kind of how they view it. I, I view it as a fun pump of energy into a game that can, can definitely use a little bit energy. more pe- uh, appeal. Yeah. Definitely use a little more appeal to a younger audience that doesn't respect the nostalgia and, and the history behind it, but is looking for entertainment. Cause I think Dalton, you're a very entertaining player and there's a lot of other guys out there too. And I think uh, Connie highlights it very well. The branding and marketing behind a lot of these players doesn't do them justice with the kind of guys that they are. And I think them being able to add that is very important because, you know, it's like the elevator pitch. If you've only watched that game, if you're bringing someone in to watch baseball for the first time and they're just watching the game, someone hits a home run and throws his bat, that's going to be the one player that they remember from that game. That's going to be the player that they're like, yo, that was awesome, you know? I feel like baseball players have two different personalities, legitimately too, because you watch the regular season and it's the same stuff of, you know, nothing happens. You know, you hit a home run, you run around, and then you – the second the playoffs come on, like, and, you know, I've watched it being a Yankee fan, and I don't know if it's maybe because, you know, in a lot of their playoff games, they have been down. So, like, I mean, I just remember Hicks and Judge hitting home runs and just going crazy. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I want to – I will run to Yankee Stadium right now to give you a high five. 
Yeah. But in the regular season, you know, it's it, you know just jog around the like it's so different, and I don't know if it's the atmosphere. I don't know. But if- I, but I, I do like. I believe it was Dalton's dad that said, it. "I do like when it's like act like you've been there, you know, act act like you've done it before, kind of thing." When you guys were having that conversation, so I get that during the regular season on a game that's game sixteen, you're playing on the road. It's not even a full stadium. It's tough to, I think, exert that much pizzazz that much energy but when it's you can feel it at home when the playoffs are on you can feel the air is thicker there's just that intensity and even if you're not a baseball fan like we are you're willing to watch that because it's exciting so it's it's not just i'm getting chills right now (laughs) no i'm dead serious imagine those players dude bro yankees listen if you don't like new york sports which a lot of people don't because we're new york and we're annoying uh, (laughs) let me tell you something yankee stadium in the play Playoffs I'm sure might be the greatest atmosphere that that happens in baseball. I mean, because first of all, you got a bunch of crazy New Yorkers <laughs> riled up in one place. You got that's, stuff. That, that that's I'm, one thing I can say. I gotta respect the East Coast so much with like, especially Yankees and Red Sox fans. Uh, I think they they go so crazy and so wild. Where with LA, the crowd will go nuts, but you have. Fifty percent dedicated baseball fans, and then the other is 50, business. Fifty percent celebrity business yeah. people, people yeah. that are there for appearances, and it's great because you got that star-studded crowd, and you see Jamie Fox there, and you see Will Ferrell there, and you see everyone there, and it's awesome. It's just the vibe that we have. But to say that there's the universal passion throughout the stadium in comparison to other places, even as a fan, I you, you can't say that it's impossible. Listen, you don't have, and not everyone there is back. into it like that. Go back and watch the 2017 playoff game against the Indians, the Yankees and Indians, when Greg Bird hit a home run. I think it was in the eighth inning off Andrew Miller. Made it one nothing. They ended up winning the game one nothing. I think they were down 2-1 in the playoff series or 2-0, you know, facing elimination. The stadium is – it's unbelievable. like you said, I just wish it was always like that. And don't get me wrong. I Like you said, Perry, I think some of it is the fans. Because, like, yeah, it's game 20 of the regular season. I'm not going to – you know, throw my beer that my, my $25 beer at Yankee stadium, you know, 30 feet across from me because somebody just hit a home run. Like there's still energy all the time. Like when I go to games, there's still energy, but it's just, I feel like when you see players get excited, you get excited. Oh, for sure. Like in the the playoffs. That's the thing. thing. Like being a, being a Brady fan, like everybody knows when he runs out the tunnel and screams, you know, let's go. Or he starts headbutting people after he scores a touchdown. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready, bro. So you you know you get I'm Fernando ready, Tatis, bro. You get Fernando Tatis hitting a grand slam, throwing the bat into the dugout. It's like okay, we're you ready gotta to go. you gotta put some respect on pitchers' names too, because I get also very hyped when pitchers get hyped. Absolutely, even, even though it's not the actual bat, you know that they're throwing because that adds so much. It, it, not even just throwing the bat, a proper bat flip just like letting it go is also just as beautiful to me. So I think that's great. But when I saw, for example, in the Dodgers World Series one, and Gratterall, our relieving pitcher that came in during a jam, it was like bases loaded, one out, and he gets out, strikes out the last two of that inning, just back-to-back strikeouts. And he was ah, just fucking yelling, excuse my language, just yelling, jumps over the line, like the white line, 
pretty much just throwing a fist in the air, hits the ground. It's just super saying if you guys are in that kind of world, it was one of the most exciting things I've ever seen. And he didn't even need a bat, you know, didn't have to throw the glove right. or anything like that. It was just that pure energy. You can feel it from the player and you can feel it at home, let alone in the crowd. I, again, I think it's also Connie. You'll see more and more of that. I think with fans eventually being let back into the games with full stadiums, I think players right now are finally realizing how much energy that does add and how much that how fun that is for them to to be entertainers at at times you know when when you're succeeding and to share that with other people there so i think people that maybe didn't celebrate quite as much and weren't quite as lively when people do come back fully i think you might see a lot more celebrations than before that's just me no i, I, sure I agree because so. i think I mean, that first i think that first game back in any stadium you know even yankee stadium like i said they're allowing 10 percent uh capacity just hearing the word 10 percent, i got excited so i couldn't imagine actually being at the game so it's gonna be i can't wait listen i know some people you know think fans don't add too much you know we had this argument in the in the group chat one day i think fans add uh, an unbelievable amount to the game i think it's just more fun when fans are there other people disagree with me i can't wait for fans to be back i think it's gonna oh, yeah. be great. I mean, adds, adds another element I just even think, and it's again my ADHD. Braveheart, uh, Braveheart, the movie. You know, the, his big scene right before the fight scene, where he builds up the emotion and just the energy. Oh God, Michael, what happened? Yeah. I think we lost Uh-oh. Michael for a second. Oh God, oh, God. Oh, you're, you're, you're back. You're back. You're good. You went <laughs> okay. mute for a second. Oh, okay. Uh, usually, I know this crazy about me. Like resets itself. I don't know why. I guess for updates and stuff. So if I bail, I'm sorry, guys. But uh, just the fight scene of Braveheart, I'll try to get this out fast just in case something goes on. You know, you watch that movie, it builds an emotional moment to it. And then then you have this great fight scene, everything goes great. If you imagine just if a fight scene happened, you know, it's like, okay, big whoop. They're just same as sports, you know. Pitch hits, pats, you know, it's big whoop. But when you can see emotion, the raw attitude coming out, you get attached to it. And it makes it so much more better. Absolutely, and I, I wouldn't yeah. be I wouldn't be shocked if they if places still pump some crowd noise in, even with full crowds. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be a thing that stays. Where even with a full crowd, you'll still see added noises, added velocity when it comes to the volume. And I, I just think that it's going to get even louder in these stadiums. Now, I think a lot of these teams have had to use technology to pump in sound and to get that edge in certain areas. And I think a lot of teams that didn't have to do that before are going to continue to use that throughout. Well, as a Red fan, I mean, let's just be honest. You're not used Reds to fans. Horrible. Well, I mean, right. we're there, but <laughs> if you've ever watched a Reds game or been at least watched the Reds network on Fox Sports Ohio, every game you hear someone holler and just go, and that carries on throughout the whole stadium. Like everyone just does it. It's like, that's our entertainment. I'm like that's the dumbest thing ever. Or you'll see a beat bounce around the stadium or you'll see the wave let's watch the you know can we holler for the game like whoo this guy is batting but no we'll just do hollers so you can just imagine putting in this artificial sound that actually is cheering that people will probably cheer too so i mean it even makes the experience sure. for the fans even better you know yeah i think this is a great question because i agree listen we're all smucks here besides Dolan. does it actually affect you the fans, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. Like, listen, I, I told what, you what last time the, when I talked to you, 
about being double zero and going to a game and they call me double donuts. Like that was in the high school. And I still remember it. that hurt, dude. Big chubby point guard going out there. Like, oh, double donuts. I'm like, if, if I didn't have fans, then I couldn't get my, my chicken from, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't be able to hit a homer anytime. Like he'd have no strength. I mean, You'd quit by fifth inning. So, I mean, yeah. Honestly, honestly, though, I do. I feed off the fans. Fans sure. are, is my like huge thing. I love the kids interacting. Um, I make sure if I see a kid, you know, um, I can't tell you how many batting gloves I gave away to a kid beside the dugout. Just you know, just I don't because know what that was. Did y'all um, hear that too, or is that just me? No, yeah, I I did. Did. Okay, um, throwing batting gloves in the stands, you know. The, the people remember that forever. You know, they just that just I'd stick. fight. I would fight a little kid for an Aaron Judge batting glove. I'll, I'll I'll never forget. I had I was a kid. I was at a Dodger game. I had this beat up old Dodger hat, and I remember my uncle being like, "Come on, come on, go down there, go down there, go down there." Like we were already having really good seats, but you know, go down to the railing, scream out to some of the players that are playing catch, see if they'll come sign the hat for you. I remember sitting there yelling. I know my uncle's back, kind of trying to chime him on too. I had Cesaris Torres. I don't know if you remember him. Obviously, Alex Cora. That was that squad, the OG squad for me. And I had 10 signatures on that hat. 10 signatures on that hat. It felt like, and they didn't all come at once. They came different times. But I'm telling you, man, I think that made my year. It made it made that decade for me. And, and it made me, I'll never forget Cesar's Torres. You know, the first guy that came over and signed that for me. After that moment, I was like, that's my guy. Every time he go up, I'm at home like, let's go, Cesar. You know what I mean? Like, it's my guy. You know, And, and I just feel like that. Dalton, you're right. I mean, it makes a big difference to people and we're grown adults. And I think it means so much to us as well. I mean, I would it, fight I, a little kid. Like I'll, seriously, I'm a one v one boxing match. It's a hundred it, percent. You don't realize how much you appreciate something until it's gone. And I think those little things and, and you feel like a kid again, you get to not go to work that day and go to the game and hopefully catch a ball with your glove. Like it's a, if I'm at the game and I got Dalton and he throws the ball to me, that just made my whole day times 10. That's something I've oh, already yeah. text, texted all my friends about and, it's just awesome, man. So I, I think you know, 100% Dalton. I think it's not just that. I, I'm that's sure the, you've had it. You've had, you've had your girlfriend or your mom in the stands or something. I'm I'm having those fans in the stands. You look up and yeah, it's that's that. Adam, I'm I'm gonna knock this one out of the park. I, I feel like hi, and even external Dalton, energy. You know, even with him with a shirt, you know that would be awesome as a player because people bought your shirt like crazy. Actually, with the smile. Oh, it's it's a, yeah, it went crazy. And just to see the fans wearing your shirt, man, I'd be like, oh. Yeah, I gotta turn up now. Let's let's yeah. put one out here. It was awesome. I know the shirt has a fake signature on it, but I'm gonna get this signed for real one day. So you know, when you make it big, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I got the OG signature, forty million dollars. <laughs> That's what I want for the shirt. Oh, did, did he not sign yours? Michael, don't lie. He didn't sign yours either. <laughs> listen, Dalton, listen, you might talk to Dalton more, but me and Dalton likes me more. He told me. He just didn't want me to tell you. That's okay. That's okay. We connect yeah. more on things, you know, it, being great at baseball he, and everything. He told me he was only coming on again because I was on this time. That's yeah, what he right. told me. So. Yeah, right. Listen, Dalton, do you at least have Facebook? Do I? Have, oh, yeah. You, you have Facebook at least. I mean, you have Facebook all the time. I know. I'm sorry. But I mean, this this cat over here doesn't even have Facebook. Like, you can't even Bro, be on the I planet. I was in like Facebook. fifth grade when Facebook was a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's still no, it's not. It's popular. It's popular. 
Bro, Dalton. Yeah, all right, Dalton. I got a question for you though. Would you rather go on Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Oh, oh, Anthony, okay. you're done. Thank you're done. I know that's, that's <laughs> I, listen, Dalton is the only person I've ever heard say that. I swear <laughs> to God. You only been uh, asking your stuff. friends then. Well, yeah, because that's the only people that matter, me and the people I know. Listen, everybody Twitter, else. It's more of like the older, the older crowd, um, like your grandparents, your exactly you know, all those people. Hey, I, I like that though. I like it too. Family I like it man. too. Family we got a show. We got shows on Facebook right now, and so you know that. Someone's mom, someone's sister, someone's buddy from high school, this person, this person, everybody's tuning in from different areas of the country. I think it's, I think Facebook's great because it's less of Hoopstar342. That's on yes. Twitter that like, you have no idea who this you guy is. You have a name. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you know who this person is. You know that, oh, okay, that's Caleb's friend from high school. Hey, technically, I do right have now. a yeah, Facebook. I just, just never used it. Look at him backtrack. Look at him the backtrack only reason now. I have a Facebook though is because I had to make I'd rather go on Facebook. He literally created it after Dalton. The only reason I ever made a Facebook is because I used a Hotmail account. Yeah, Michael, I'm not you. Listen, I made a Facebook only because I had to use it for uh I had to to play a game on my, an app, an app on my game uh, on my phone. I needed it, or else I couldn't mm-hmm. play with my friends. <laughs> I made it, I think, a year ago. I am so upset because this, this is the best. Hands this, down. What's the best? This backtracks so much. You think Instagram? Instagram. Nah, nah. Listen, here's the tier list. I'll give it to you right now. It's Twitter. No. I mean, by a mile, Grand Canyon Gap, <laughs> and then it's Instagram. And then, I mean, I don't know if you consider Snapchat social media. I do. I do, too. I put Snapchat right beneath it. And then Facebook is, like, across the country. Listen. Listen. I don't even really like Instagram. Instagram's all right. Instagram's cool. I like Instagram a lot. I I think I I probably like Facebook and Instagram equally for different reasons, I would say for me personally. I think I think Facebook, like I said, you connect with a more personal crowd. Uh, and then with Instagram, I think it's a fun way of showcasing yourself and your brand and, and connecting in that way. So and I, I like that they have their their own live streaming platform. Obviously, we don't use it since it's inclusive uh, inclusivity rights there, but I think that's cool. They that's they have their own com- they have their own community and stuff too. So Michael's never heard of that word, Perry. <laughs> Inclusivity, right? I always talk to people. It's, that's, a contra- that's a contract term. Mm-hmm. Michael's mind blown right now, but well, <laughs> I'm going to say mine since everyone else did. It is Facebook, then Instagram, and then Twitter. Only reason why I really do much on Twitter is because. That just kind of seems a way that you can can contact with celebrities or, or even athletes in this way and just kind of do that. But it's still like I might know. A little I'll, I'll say this. That. Just even saying. like Yvonne, like I didn't know he had a Instagram account until you tagged him on it. And his Instagram was nothing to do with his name. And, and that's where I'm weird. And I guess I'm kind of like a parry on this. Like when it's at Mama five, four, four, 18. <laughs> like, and it's. Uh, it's someone crazy that you wouldn't even think about it. It's it's like Luca, Luca Doncic. Could you imagine like something like that for him? Like, where do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, the best is when somebody 
is online with a fake avatar and some weird name, they all of a sudden have this confidence that no one would ever have in person or with your name on the line. And all of a sudden these beautiful trolls are born and people that have these terrible takes and just want to ruin lives. And then you got Facebook where every person is there to be there and be themselves and stuff. So that's where you got to realize where it's less of this, generational deception going on and more of just like this is me i work here this is my family this is what i do i'll post some more thoughtful status 65 just retired i put uh, most of my stuff is unwrapped stuff so it's just another platform and even if you don't use it i've got it figured out facebook is like the old sitcom cheers where everybody knows your name <laughs> listen, I'll face, take, Facebook's oh, Twitter, listen, Twitter is that 70s show where we all have a good time. I, I like but nobody that. knows I like anybody. Twitter, like oh, they know each other all right. Twitter is not terrible. Twitter is the funniest. <laughs> Twitter is so funny. There are so many. Twi- just... Twitter is great. I gotta give. I gotta give that. Well, listen, love. Twitter, see, Twitter here's the thing, though. Here's the I'm thing. I'm on both though, sides. Too. I love Twitter like crazy, but I gotta respect the. No, no, no. But see, here's the thing, too. Here's the thing, too. Michael is a a great Christian man, so he won't understand. He won't understand this. I I don't. Dalton doesn't like Twitter as much. Perry, you I don't know. When did you get on Twitter? I've been there since like probably a decade now, dude. All right. Exactly, bro. Twitter Twitter in 2011 or like 2012 was the greatest thing in the history of the world. You could go on Twitter and just say the worst things, the like the weirdest things, and nobody cared. It was, it was the it, Wild it, it, West. It, it, at first, I remember my first tweets were like, don't know how to tweet. And then it was like, just pooped and stuff like that. It was just like a diary of nonsense that no one cared about. Bro, but you like, could go on there and roast people or do th- and It, it was like, it's the keyboard warriors. It man. was so cutthroat and funny back in the day that like there were the memes were a, oh, before everybody got soft. I, I, I think the memes are still great. I think oh, no, that, the memes are great. But the thing is memes get recycled around all platforms. Listen, the, the, the good I, ones I, will I make it to Instagram say, and Facebook too. I just want to say, I, I you, should, you guys can all thank my generation for the memes. Was that you guys? I think I, th- I think it. you. I think it was us. We really no, brought the music. I'll thank you for Twitter. it. I'm gonna go on Twitter and roast Connie. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. It's go gonna ahead. be Cor- Cornet four five six. It's just listen, like listen, trash, trash, I'm gonna trash. Trash. Every time he tweets something, nah. I'm gonna respond to the tweet <laughs> with this shirt on and then just light it on fire. Oh <laughs> wow! Wow! Get out of here. Okay. Hot's <laughs> fired. The uh, smile, the smile burns into a frown. That's so sad. Uh, <laughs> oh, for a co-host, uh, I don't know if you'd be interested. I'm looking for a co-host. Hey, listen, I, I got, I got a lot of things on my plate, Michael. You might need a co-host. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going. I'm, I'm, I'm on here till the wheels fall off, as they say. But you know what, guys? It's been we're two, at two hours. <laughs> it's been two hours. And well, listen, if you're still with us, well, we appreciate you first of all. But second of all, you know what? Before we go, because I think we'll end it there. We talked a little Dodgers. We think they'll be great. Padres made some moves. Dalton's out here showing us how to be a professional catcher. You know, Perry got to gloat about unwrap. No, I'm kidding. Perry told the great. I love it. Exactly. You know, Perry, if I was you, I would tell everybody I did the same thing too because you made a wonderful thing. Okay, Thank I'll pack you. I appreciate. It. I appreciate that. Brother. And like, I, like, like I said, I'm literally only as good as my team. So you know, <laughs> shout out to you guys. 
Your baseball yeah. department's very good, then, let me just say. We, we are a good department, for sure. And in this season's about to take things to a whole other level. Oh, so. boy, I can't wait. I'm so excited. But I'm also very excited because when baseball comes back, I can bet again. And I'm going to go over to mybookie.ag and use code USN100 to double my first deposit up to $1,000. So if you're into the betting world, like many of us are here in the Unwrapped family, make sure you go on over there and do that as Perry is showing you. Actually, now that you say that, I had a little bit of a basketball parlay I might have to check on after the show. I don't remember. So I'm going to have to go check that out. Then, of course, as I always say, you're going to be a professional better. So make sure you go on over to RxHemp, RxHemp-USN. Saves you 10%. On your entire order, you know, they see CBD creams. Dalton, when he's a long day of catching, getting beaten up, rub some on and you'll feel brand new in the morning. And then, next, of course, you're gonna have leftover money because you're so good at betting. You go over to unwrap, or no, you know, you go over to Teespring slash store slash unwrapped and you check out the store because Perry works very hard on the store. Uh, me and Michael worked hard on our backstop bear design, which I will get we to did. you. We did. We will get you some, Dalton. Don't think I forgot, yeah. like I said earlier. Hey, subtweet, subtweet. Listen, we're, we're going to get it. Subtweet, that's right. It's fine. We'll get, we'll, get you to, we'll get it to you. I promise. That's on me. A little busy out here. now. So Just we got, got to promise got me got a shirt. Yeah, this this dude I do everything for said I could get a shirt and then never even gave it to me. But this yeah, we got backstop we got ladies first. We got the hard count. We got everything on there. So make sure you go check out the store. That's what a beautiful mask that is. I would definitely buy that to say the uh-huh. least. And you know what? You could buy it at a cheaper rate because you could go to subscribe to our Patreon as well. One dollar. You're just supporting the team showing us that you love the people of Unwrapped, which we love you too. Then for five dollars, you get 10% month. off that beautiful store. That beautiful store that, that Perry just showed you. You get entered into an Amazon gift card giveaway. And ten. you get access to our ten percent. Yes, ten dollars. Oh, ten percent. ten percent. Or ten. Oh, ten percent. And then Perry, how much is the Amazon gift card? Ten dollars. It's going to be a little ten dollar one, and that way, at least double your money that month with an Amazon card, or like exactly. you said, just Hell, supporting. Listen, go buy, go buy yourself something nice with ten dollars. It can go, make it go a long way out here, people. You know what? And then ten dollars, you get everything I said before, except. The discount goes to 20% now. And you get entered into a nice little Keenan Allen signed jersey. Keenan Allen signed jersey giveaway. So make sure you go check that out. Because let me tell you something. I'm going to win. I'm going to rig the system. Confirmed. Uh, So I'm kidding. Bro, I'm kidding. If I win, I didn't rig any system. I have no power over anything. Don't worry. It's going to be all all Corey and I deciding with the randomizer. So we'll we'll make sure everyone gets a fair shot. But $10, Keenan Allen signed jersey, $10 Amazon card, the Discord chat with us. We're giving away gambling picks every day. We're telling you fantasy advice. So we're making you money with the conversation as it is. But again, you get a jersey giveaway for that $10 tier next month. It may not be a jersey. It's always going to be a signed piece of memorabilia. I'm looking at a Jalen Rhaegar helmet, a mini helmet. I'm also looking at some other jerseys too. So we'll see what the next item is going to be for next month. But every single month for that $10 tier, you'll know that you have a chance to win a signed jersey on top of supporting us and getting all the other perks as well. You know, I would like to sign DC3. That would be nice to win. Uh, You know, I will say... That bat, probably top five beautiful things I've ever seen. Hey, it's gorgeous. And that blue and black blue. is really nice. I noticed the glove was even blue. That, that was pretty sweet too. Hey, hey, you wait, you wait till my my website comes out in about a couple weeks. Just wait. 
I mean, uh, Dalton's got big okay. things coming. Okay. Okay. I expect well, every, listen, Dalton. I expect you, you, everything. You better to be get free. them. You better get them an affiliate code so they can drive people there for you. Oof. Yeah. Okay. The typing code backstop for ten percent off. I'll look at me already. There, there, there we go. Hell yeah! But that's that's the sponsors as always. We'll hand it over to Dalton first for being our lovely guest. Anything you want to say before we head on out of here? Anything to plug? Anything you got going on? Again, thank you guys for having me for the twentieth time. <laughs> Oh, I'm part man. of the show now, I guess. You uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, you make exactly what we make. Yeah, yeah. Happiness. Happiness. I bring this out. Exactly. If you guys buy back, backstop banner gear, they'll make a little bit off that. Don't you worry. Yeah. Connie, subtweet. Subway. Listen, listen. I'm getting you a shirt and a mask. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Ooh. Don't you worry. Um, I'll it. get it for you, man. I'll take care of you. <laughs> Perry, what you got? Just thankful to be here, of course. You know, chatting with Dalton and chatting with you guys. Always a fun time. Super happy to be able to make Backstop work on this type of Thursday. It's first time on the show. Um, so I'm super, super excited. I know I believe I've made guest appearances at time and pops ins, but it's the first time I was able to sit here for the whole two hours and chill with you guys. So I've been really happy. Of course, Unwrap Sports. Twitter and Instagram. I'm boring. I'm not Skull Blaster 342 on anywhere. I'm Perry Aston, absolutely everywhere. So find my first and last name, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me there. And Unwrap Sports is everywhere along with me as well. Uh, we're streaming everywhere too. So make sure to check out the boys on YouTube. Check them out on Twitch. Uh, Periscope is going away in March. So if you guys are used to watching your stuff on there, I recommend you transition with us and start getting familiar with some other platforms as well. So YouTube is going to be a big one for us. Make sure you're subscribing to us on there, the Unwrapped Sports Network channel, and you'll find all the videos that happen live every week dumped into there. And we're even going to start doing different clips and different things along those lines moving forward. So yeah, lots of stuff coming from Unwrapped Sports. Follow me at Perry Aston. I'm just blessed to be here with you boys. You're doing an absolutely amazing job. So, and shout out Dalton. You're awesome, man. Thank you so much for giving us time and and, and bringing on people and stuff. I know the boys are always having fun, but I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, it really truly means a lot. So, of course, even yes. the clip. Oh, the I clip. Mean, even, right. even the clip, clip number one. Clip number one. Exactly. Yes, in the books. So. We got to get Connie playing it next time with his stellar Wi Fi, though. Oh, yeah. Don't you worry. <laughs> I got it. You send it to me, doll, not Mr. Hotmail over here. <laughs> I was amazed, Perry, because she was able to pull up all of those uh, uh, tabs so easy. I'm going to sit there thinking, man, mine's still loading that I did four hours ago. (laughs) I pay a lot of money for this Wi-Fi. (laughs) I do, too. So so you thought. But, Michael, what you got? Uh, No, this is the show. Thankful to be here. Thank you, Perry, again, for coming on the show and for giving us an opportunity to even have this show as well. Dalton, again, My thank pleasure. you for the clip. I look for many to many. I'm, I'm going to say you're going to be on every show we have, at least with a clip of some sort for this. So uh, excited for the future on that. And obviously, when you do get a website of some kind of gear, we will promote the crap out of it as much as we can for you. Uh, you've done so much for us already. So, uh, yeah, check us out always Thursday, 10 p.m. Like we said already, this will be on a podcast soon. Hopefully tomorrow or the next day. Connie, take care of that. Please go follow us on the podcast as well. Uh, like, subscribe, rate us, say is the pinky if you know that show. And uh, thank you so much for everything you do, guys. Oh, yes, sir. 
As for me, I'm a busy man, to say the least. Uh, now, like Michael said, Thursdays, Ted Easter, backstop banter, everything baseball. Dalton, always a pleasure. Perry, what a guy for coming on. So I know you're busy as always, too. Shout out the gang for, for being here. Uh, Mondays, actually, no, I'll leave Monday for last. We got that little announcement there. Uh, Tuesdays now, actually. I, me and CJ have taken over the hard count. Uh, shout out Alex and uh, Christian for passing the torch to us, as they say. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely thankful to them uh, for, for doing that for us. Trying to do big things in the football world, so we're going to keep that one rolling. You know, off season's always busy. We got the draft coming up, so we'll keep that going. Uh, so make sure you check out the hard count. That is Tuesdays at 10 Eastern. And then Monday, 7 oh, Eastern, um... I have – oh. I thought you were trying to say something else. No, no. I got I got generational sports on Monday with my co-host Josh Neres. We have a very special guest, Trey Wingo. Very, uh, yes, very That's amazing. Very special guest, Trey Wingo, joining the show on Monday. So I'm uh, excited to say the least about that. You know, obviously of ESPN fame, he has his own podcast now. Uh, just a just a huge name to, uh, to come on our little show. So it's uh. I'm very, very excited about that. So that'll be 7 Eastern this Monday. So make sure you, everybody checks that out. And then uh, Twitch as well, Anthony underscore Conover, always you know trying to go live on their little war zone, playing some things out there. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out Gaming USN, which I'm kind of directing in a, in a certain way at Gaming USN. It's always you know posting clips over there, gaming news, every, anything you want. So that's all for me, though. <laughs> like I said, a little, a little busy now, so... It's always it's a hey listen you rather be busy than bored so yeah so uh, we'll end it there I appreciate like I said everybody coming on Michael pleasure as always we'll always. be with you next week Dalton keep it coming I'll get you your stuff don't worry and Perry obviously <laughs> it's a pleasure for you coming on and even though the Yankees are going to beat the Dodgers in the World Series it was still fun talking to you <laughs> I love you anyways I'll talk to everybody next week see you later guys. <laughs>